0: this episode is brought to you by the slash and cast podcast network discover all of our shows at slashandcast.network i've never so badly wanted to kick someone through a computer screen you gotta, Just the urge is
1: you got to go you got to go astroplane lauren get in your astro form. come over and kick me and then go back
0: <laughs> i'll find a way to do it rob so keep talking okay all right, all
1: right. Hello and welcome to the Conjecturing Horrors podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Hey guys. And I'm your host Rob. Uh, how's everybody? How's everybody doing tonight? Great. Very nice. Doing good. Doing How are good. you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good tonight. You know, we're we're past Fourth uh, of July now. We're still hearing some fireworks for some reason. Yeah. Uh, we don't know why, but uh, you know, I don't know. We're we're in the gold room, so maybe people are still lighting off fireworks. I don't know what's happening uh i don't know, do ghosts do ghosts like fireworks do they like
2: fires i don't
0: know well the gold room they're all they're mm. lighting them up all year long it's always the fourth of july in the gold room
2: oh that's true yeah, it's, that's true. It's kind of dark here tonight by the way so i like how the fireworks light mm. up the place yeah little we spooky some lanterns. Tonight. yeah
1: oh that's true you probably do, you probably do. You need some lanterns oh, tonight
0: oh shit yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, speaking of lanterns, uh, this week we're doing 2010's *Insidious*. Uh, so let's see what we're wearing tonight. Uh, Laura, what do you got going on tonight?
0: I am dressed as the old woman in black. The black... What? What is, what is her name?
2: Does she have a name? <laughs> if she doesn't have a name, that that's the ideal name.
0: She's like the like the. The Bride Wore Black. I don't know. I can't hmm. think of what her the name woman is. In black. All you was, know. The Woman in Black, yeah.
1: I, I just kept writing um, down old bitch with a candle. That's all I kept writing down. There you go. Yeah,
0: yeah I do have a yeah. candle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not a spooky candle. It is a sea salt surf all-natural <laughs> soy candle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's the least scary candle that exists. That <laughs> sounds
1: like the, I don't know, that sounds like the the hipster ghost traveling around trying to throw a key at us again.
0: It smells great.
1: It smells good. And -hmm.
0: and under my veil, I'm wearing my Grave Rave shirt because this movie Mm -hmm. is just like so dark... Mm. And I'm like, man, you know, we got to get some mm-hmm. glow sticks up in here. We just talked about attack the block <laughs> last week. We're talking about having raves, you know, That's, I
1: sure, thought that's it was sure. appropriate. Okay. Nice. You want to go, you want to go have a rave in, uh, what the hell do they call it? The fall? The astral
0: plane? Or the, further. The, the further. further. the further. You
1: want to have a rave in the further?
0: If I'm going to get stuck there, I'm going to make the most of it. Make yeah. Most
1: of it? Wow. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: That sounds crazy. Okay. Uh, what about you, Greg?
2: What do you got going on tonight? Well, first I, I'm wearing also some of our merch. This is the, uh, mm. the Innkeeper's shirt.
0: Nice. It actually looks
2: really good on, on a t-shirt. It's
1: nice, a really cool though. design. Nice. I think it was your it was your design. So congratulations for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good good job, me. Good job, me. Good job, Rick. Kudos, kudos. <laughs> he said that like it was somebody else that did it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny okay it's
0: modest okay <laughs> no
1: no it's true yeah i mean I mean, to be honest with you all our designs i love mine the most so i don't know why laura like, do you feel like you love yours
0: the most no i love mine the least <laughs> me and
1: greg are just ego ego maniacs
0: you guys are just better at it than i am uh, i don't know okay
1: okay all right what, what else you got there greg oh so i've got um i've got like this homemade gas
2: mask that i made <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> Holy the shit! Best. And I literally just took a you know a face mask and tied some empty toilet paper tubes and colored them black, and then the, the two tops of uh, some coffee mugs as <laughs> the uh, the glass the glass eyes. So, wow. Um, yeah. If, if if you haven't seen this movie, there, there's a reason for that. So don't worry about the randomness.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> watching, watching the movie i was like wait why is this happening so yeah if right, anybody listening right. you're shocked of why there's a gas mask then you feel what i felt watching this movie because i was like wait what the fuck is happening right now so uh but uh, that's it but it's a good design greg it looks super cool you're always the arts and crafts guy coming with some crazy shit <laughs> <crafts> um,
0: guy.
1: <laughs> if we ever make it big we can have like a museum of all greg's designs he has
2: yeah, make it look like the, the conjuring basement Ooh, with oh, with all the weird that's a little crafts in it—that's a good idea. I, like I think that. If, we, everything I like. if all in the three glass of us put casing. our stuff together, it would look yeah. pretty gnarly.
1: I figure by then, we're, it's probably we are going to be cursed by then, so everything will probably be fucked up. So, <laughs> right—that's probably Quite true. Yeah. Yeah, I'll yeah. just
0: have all of the props I've been saving, all of my costume mm-hmm. paraphernalia. Just, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. For me, I'm just going super simple. I just have a little uh, a little lantern here. I'm traveling the astral plane uh take a nap i guess you know,
2: you know try- <laughs> <laughs> that lantern is so it's so small you're not yeah. gonna get anywhere in the astral plane with that you're gonna go like two feet like where i am I, I know it's
1: adorable. I'm,
0: pretty,
1: I'm pretty sure a ghost could just be in front of me and i wouldn't be able to see him exactly like, no light no light uh but it would actually be super creepy because it's kind of an orange light but uh yeah so we'll, we'll, i might have some information on the astral plane later on in the episode uh we can get into it a bit I might bring this uh, lantern back when we get into that uh but uh, yeah. But a uh, good yeah. outfit, you guys. Uh-huh. I, I
0: got to ask though, are you, are you making it a point to only use your young child's uh, <laughs> like toys and, and gear for every, he, every week? He,
1: well, he is a single child, so he has like a billion things. So yeah. he has so many toys, so many ads and gadgets and so he he has more things than i ever have so yeah so i usually just raid his his little uh room over there for some cool stuff that finds a reference so yeah i nice. so
2: i have to admit like as much as i'm the arts and crafts guy you do find a creative way to make use of child's toys in all of your props Every so that's week. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah congrats
1: <laughs> thank you thank you all right. Yeah. So if anybody wants to see what we're wearing, see these outfits, uh, check us out Twitter and Instagram at conjecturing pod. And for all the merch we're wearing, uh, check out our, our merch store, tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturing pod. So now let's see what we're drinking tonight. See if we got a spooky drink or something like that. If we're drinking out of a lantern, I'm not really <laughs> sure. Uh- <laughs>
0: What's in the gums?
1: All right. What are we what are we drinking there, Laura?
0: Rob, I wish so much that we were drinking out of lanterns right now. That is oh, genius. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: Let me break open my child's toy. Just pour yeah, my drink into I'm, it.
0: I feel like I'm going to make this happen. But we are drinking a drink, which I have called The Further. And yeah. it is made with gin, pomegranate juice, sparkling water, and a cherry garnish wow
1: that's that's super cool yeah i mean on the docket it says palm juice so i wasn't sure like you know if i'm supposed to like put my hands together and like squeeze them and juice oh comes out God. or what or <laughs> or what i mean <laughs> i mean so, I could...
0: <laughs> you know sometimes the like the mm-hmm. jokes are fine and then uh, sometimes you guys a... take dad jokes to a, like a not great level so that was that was that one was of them.
1: Uh, that was my pg explanation though i could have went i could have went way
2: worse than that
0: right uh, yeah right. Yeah, yeah, I know. I
2: know. <laughs> that's okay. You know, I I had a good joke about chemistry, but I didn't think you'd get a good reaction.
1: Oh, there you go. Good job, uh, Greg. I like it. Good job. Okay. All right.
0: All right. All right.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm glad Greg is the last one to do one, not me. Uh. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, but it's a great. It's a good drink, Laura. It's a good drink. It's very tasty. It's actually pretty refreshing. So I kind of like it. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, that's like fr- the further. You know, you just titled it that. It doesn't have anything specifically due to the ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. It okay. looks
0: like you know. It kinda looks uh, reddish. Reddish. Looks like the front door or the mm, okay. what they call the uh, lipstick face demon, which I can't wait <laughs> to talk about that. <laughs> we gotta
1: yeah. It's it's circled in my notes like five times, like what's this fucking guy's name? <laughs> yeah. Oh that's funny. Ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> oh nice nice yeah uh cool so yeah if anybody wants to see uh see the drinks we actually got a lot of drinks on our website right now laura yeah. just posted a ton of new ones with movie pairings uh so check out our website uh podpage.com slash conjecturing pod i believe so uh if not check out the show notes it'll be listed in there um this is to a couple sh- uh show notes updates real fast now Uh, We just remind everybody listening, if they like our show, to please rate, review our podcast, whatever you're listening to it on. And I have a quick ad read real fast. Uh, This episode is sponsored by Amazon Music Unlimited. With Amazon Music Unlimited, listeners get unlimited access to over 70 million songs, on-demand music, which is always ad-free. And you're able to listen offline with unlimited skips. Uh, by signing up with our promo link, you can get Amazon Music Unlimited free for 30 days and you can cancel it any time. So go to getamazonmusic.com slash conjecturingpod to get started. Uh, so let's see. I don't think we got any listener uh, comments or questions, anything like that. Nobody's emailed in about Attack the Block game. I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of uh, debate about who actually won that game, uh, but we'll see what happens in that episode. Um, do you guys have any follow up from the episode last week, Attack the Block? Uh, what do you think, Laura?
0: follow-up with the game i think that it was pretty clear oh even if we had basically a tie score uh gray clearly just knows more about this stuff than i do so he <laughs> deserves the win even if it was like mm-hmm. you know yeah it, it was super super silly but mm-hmm. good idea for a game
1: yeah good idea good idea that's so. Uh, what did you think of the uh the episode though laura did you enjoy the episode itself
0: Oh, I fucking love that episode. Yeah? I, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. You know, it was just... It's a movie like that. How could it be a bad episode?
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, what about you, Greg? Do you have anything you want to say about last week's episode? <laughs> yeah.
2: I want to apologize for my British accents. I <laughs> I realize I, I let that go on way too long. But let me... In my defense, I love it. This is like a, a joy of mine. When I see, I guess, foreigners or non-Americans... Doing stereotypical American accents, it just cracks me up like Australian actors or British actors doing like a California accent, and it's just funny to hear, so I always find it funny to hear Americans trying to do you know uh other you know nationalities accents so i I just got a kick out of that, but then when I got to the end of the episode, I realized that that was just way too much, so you know uh <laughs> no no offense to anyone in the u k uh you know my my heart was there,
0: yeah, I thought you were going to apologize for hating children. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not, not, no not
1: just not, not children I, i'm the one that more or less hates it hates little girls greg is the one that hates uh i don't know, hoodlums people that steal things oh, yeah, i don't
2: discriminate all all you know yeah if, if yeah, you're I'll, stealing I'll something members. greg hates you yeah
1: yeah <laughs> Loris has her head and her hand in her head right now. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so if everybody wants to go listen back to that episode, if you didn't check it out, check it out. It's a fun episode. Uh, the movie was super cool. I liked the movie, too. Um, so let's get to this week now. Uh, this is Greg's movie pick. Like we said, we're doing Insidious. So, Greg, why did you pick this movie?
2: Uh, I've seen it a couple of times, and I remember when I watched it for the first time, it was in the movie theater, and something about it felt different, you know, compared to other horror movies leading up to it. This came out before Conjuring, right? Yes, yeah. two years. Yeah, right. So there was something about this. I hadn't really watched much of James Wan's movies. I think he was involved with Saw, right? So I would yeah. seen Saw, mm-hmm. but that was it was several years back, and it just it seemed different compared to what we had been watching, you know, or the direction that the horror movies were going at the time. And it just it really struck me. I thought it was very frightening um, seeing the movie theater, and um, yeah, just thought we would uh, take a stab at it.
1: Nice, nice. I mean, this is definitely my first time watching. This is my first, uh, I don't know, Lipstick Virgin uh, watch. Oh, Uh, my God. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: What about you, Laura? Uh, Is this Um, your first time? I
0: have seen this movie once or twice, and it was easily, it was right when it came out. So it Hmm. was a decade ago. Yeah. And I feel like I remembered it pretty well, which is great because that means that the movie stuck with me. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about, you know, the second experience. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because we always talk about the whole thing with with time. You know, this movie came Mm -hmm. out in 2010. Greg's talking about kind of like being like, oh, this is doing things I've never seen before. I'm watching this in 2021 right now. I've seen a lot of these things. I've seen James Wan do this in other movies, actually. So Mm -hmm. to me, I I just don't know if that is going to work with time for me. I'm interested to hear what your guys, you know, second and third viewings are of this with that time involved, too. And if you can, you know, give it different scores based on first viewing based on now. So it's going to be interesting when we get into the movie. Our scores, I think, at the end are going to be pretty drastic.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. yeah
1: before we get into more of the movie here, let's do our horror segment of the week. This week I have for you guys all right I got a question for you guys this week. I got a question for you guys uh okay, so this week's question of course pertains to insidious. This is really all about the astral plane. something I haven't been seen in many movies to be honest with you, other than dr strange i keep I kept writing down he's fucking doctor Strange in this movie, traveling around and shit. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys if you could go anywhere in your astral form, where would you go and why? So if you could do the astral thing and float around and, you know, where would you guys go? What would you want to observe? Because I feel like really you're just watching something. I guess you can interact, but, um, they really didn't get into, can you go in time? I'm not sure about that. Uh, but uh, based on what I saw in this movie, you can go into different things and see them. Uh, what do you what do you think, Laura? Where would you go in your astral form?
0: I don't know if this answer is allowed, but the, my very first thought in my mind was, I'm going to Disneyland. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to Disneyland because it's happy, it's safe. Oh my God. And you know if I go in my astral form, there's no lines. There's no other people there except for others who are in the Astral Plane. So, There's going to be a
2: line at the Haunted Mansion. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That's fine.
0: I'm just riding these rides with no line, enjoying it. This is great.
2: Laura, yeah. I think you, 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 okay, you're missing something here. <laughs> there will be lines, and it'll be the lines of all the people who have died in accidents on all those oh, rides. Oh, wow. We didn't think about that, Laura. Have there and you been want- that
0: many besides mm-hmm. the one guy on Thunder Mountain, though? I, mean- I don't know. Hmm. Maybe
2: it's a couple of people, but they're still pretty yeah. messed up. They're probably hiding
1: bodies underneath Disneyland, probably. Yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the workers they don't talk about back in the day that built it,
0: you know. Okay, but they're not in line. They're not they don't want to ride the ride if they oh, died on the true. ride. So yeah. you know, they're picketing, they're picketing, they're picketing
2: a, the line. That is yeah. a good answer right now with, with kind of the pandemic hopefully coming to a close. they just people are just packing Disneyland right now. Oh so. my god, it's terrible. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Astro astro planing is the ultimate social distancing. Yeah.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> like you can't, nothing.
1: You can't interact with anything. Interesting. But I don't know. Like are you allowed to like interact with the things, Laura? Like are you gonna be able to like sit down in a seat?
0: Yeah. I yeah. think so. Yeah. Oh, that's right.
1: Because you had the fucking uh, Mary Poppins kid was playing music, right? He was playing the fucking music record player, right?
2: See? Huh. Absolutely. Yeah, you had the family sitting down on the couch. So mm. I think uh, I think ghosts, like mm. Patrick Swayze, ghost rules apply a little bit.
1: Okay. What's uh, what's, what's your number one uh, ride you're going to go on to first, Laura?
0: <gasps> How could you ask me this? Oh, my God. Uh, God. This is a really hard question because I love Disneyland. I love so many rides, but I think if I really had to pick, I think the ride that just gives me the most warm and fuzzy feelings of Disneyland has to be Pirates.
1: Pirates. Yeah. Ooh, really? Huh. It's nostalgia. Yeah. It has a yes. couple of good drops. That's about it. But uh, okay,
0: it's just hmm. so fun, cute. Mm-hmm. I love it.
1: When, when you go through and they say "Dead men tell no tells are you just going to wink, be like, "Boop"?
0: <laughs> Hell yeah
1: all right all right all right greg you gotta follow that up greg uh, where are you going in your
2: astro form okay to me there's only one answer and it's into the depths of space mm-hmm. i want to go to like another mm-hmm. universe i want to go to you know just fly out into the abyss and find other life forms and other planets because listen this Whoa. is something we that science can't do and we may not be able to do uh i you know for a long time or maybe forever for the rest of human existence to go out in you know light years into space right one two to inhabit a planet you can't just go there and live and breathe and and all that but in your astral form you sure can Mm. so and you can get there you can teleport i imagine i mean i don't know about the astral plane maybe rob you can enlighten us whatever whatever it is but in i in my mind i'm thinking there's physics don't apply so i'm going and i'm visiting other planets i'm going interstellar
1: Interstellar, I picture you floating around in space like Leia in the recent Star Wars movie, Greg, like that, (laughs) (laughs) just using the
2: force to that's what I picture. Wow, but
0: Greg, what if you got stuck there? Wouldn't you be horrified Mm. if you got stuck there? You'd be so alone.
2: I don't know. Maybe I'll be chilling with you know, alien ghosts, maybe they're more fun. I mean, the the ghosts (laughs) and human ghosts are. Sure how oh. hell, messed up. Not fun. Yeah.
1: It's yeah, <laughs> a good answer. I like that. That's a good answer. Man, that's kind of like um, I was I was similar to you, Greg. I think I was thinking like go fucking somewhere crazy, but uh, you took space, so I'll go opposite. I'll say I'm gonna go astroform. form. I'm gonna go inside the Earth. I'm gonna go inside the Earth Ooh. to the core of the Earth because I want to see what's there. You know, I don't know if it's, like, land before time. I don't know if the rock is chilling in there or something like that, you know? Oh, my um, God. But uh, I feel like something's down there. Something's down there. Maybe it's, like, a little baby dragon, and it's one day it's going to break, and, you know, the the earth is actually an egg and shit, and I'll figure that out. But uh, something's okay. in there. Something's in there, guys.
0: Okay, so we can't get hurt <laughs> in this situation is what you're saying?
1: Um, I don't think so. As far as this movie goes, we have superpowers, and we can, like, push demons, so...
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, then if that's the case, you should go down into the deepest part of the ocean that no one's been in and see Ooh. what the fuck is down oh, there. The down in like the trench.
1: The trench. Oh, back to James Wan, Aquaman. Ooh, good yeah, tie-in, Laura. Good chill with Cthulhu down there. Hell
0: Laura's yeah, never baby. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. As
1: long as, as, long as Jason Momoa's down there, Laura's going.
0: <laughs> I mean, I did like what you said about the rock. So I, Either way, oh. I'm, I'm I'm headed there with Laura, you. Laura, rock, with you.
1: rock or Jason Momoa?
0: Oh, don't do that to me.
1: Is that worse than choosing your Disneyland ride?
0: That which, is worse than choosing my Disneyland ride.
1: Which are, who are you riding?
0: Oh. <laughs> 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 that is such a hard question. Okay, sure here's is. the question. Is it a one-time ride? Or is it... <laughs>
2: it's a fast pass. You get, you get a fast is, pass. Is
0: it a fast pass or hmm. is it a like take my time go on it a few times Or you know because that's a different answer
1: wow i don't i don't know the only reference we've had is uh is carl is drago from uh, game of thrones and uh the rock i don't think he's ever done anything sensually in a movie um so i don't know laura he
0: doesn't have to
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that's your answer then, Laura. There you go. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I might like The Rock just a smidge more than Jason smidge Momoa. More. Not okay. much though. Not, Not much. much.
1: Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, there's your <laughs> there's your answer. <laughs> really really off topic there for a bit. Uh okay. Uh, yeah. Email us in. Who would you guys want to fuck? You want to fuck The Rock or Jason Momoa? <laughs> 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 that's the question of the week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but if anybody wants okay, to Okay, well what's your
0: guys' <laughs> answers? Come on, quick. What is it?
1: Mom- Momoa, easily Momoa. Come on. Ditto. Oh. <laughs> Ditto. <All right.
0: laughs> what do you guys have against The Rock? Come on, man.
1: No, I just I I, I don't know. I like Momoa's flowing hair, you know, like that. I'm yeah. more of like a you know, like a, a superhero guy. The Rock's technically gonna be a superhero soon, but Yeah, he's not really there yet. Uh, I think
2: he is. Have you seen the Fast and the Furious movies? He's breaking out of casts by flexing. (laughs) He's, you know, launching missiles Mm -hmm. with his hands. He's pretty much a superhero at this point.
1: That's true. That's true. That's true. true. Yeah. So if anybody wants to email us in, let us know what they want to do, who they want to do. You can do a conjecturing pod at Gmail, Twitter, Instagram at conjecturing pod. Leave us a voicemail too, podpage.com slash conjecturing (laughs) pod.
0: <laughs> it's a scary voice,
1: <laughs> Just like some sexual talking about Jason Momoa for two minutes, you know, send yeah. Laura. Uh all right, <laughs> let's get let's get into the movie now. Uh it's time to let's let's talk out our let's talk out our astrals. Let's talk out our astrals, guys. Uh <laughs> <Talk out about> <laughs> astrals. <laughs> so we'll see. That's what we've been doing. Yeah. That is <laughs> what we've been doing. I love it. Uh, like we said, yeah, we're doing Insidious this week, uh, 2010 film, director James Wan. I mean, right away, like, I, I love James Wan. I love everything mm-hmm. he does. I was looking this up, though, so interested. Like, I've heard of this movie before, but I've never really looked into it. I didn't know they had so many sequels to this movie. I didn't know that either. There's like four Insidious movies. Well, Whoa, is the fourth really?
0: one out yet? Or did it just come out? I am like not it's sure. brand new.
1: I'm not sure. Yeah. But it just made me think, yeah. like, James Wan is a fucking franchise, like, igniter. Like, he yeah. started the Saw franchise. He's producing them. There's fucking, what, nine Saw movies that he's produced. He's directed, it's I think, disgusting. only the first one. Yeah. Uh, Conjuring <laughs> movies. Conjuring movies. There's eight as far as the universe goes, which he started. Right. You have Insidious with four. Like mm-hmm. the guy is just like this machine that has like great ideas to start. And then just they blossom into these crazy things. I even looked up like how much he's grossed in the horror franchise. It's like over oh, a billion dollars already.
0: Wow. Wow. It's Jeez.
1: crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So I, I love James Wan and almost everything he does. Uh This movie budget $1.5 million. Box office was almost a $100 million. 99.5. <laughs> so I mean, Jesus, that's Dime. like crazy. You know what I mean? Wow. You can see why they just keep making m-
2: more movies out of what he does because they just make money 1.5 mil- i heard they filmed this movie in three weeks Whoa. three weeks wow. 1.5 million to 100 million that's yeah that's ROI right there
1: exactly wow. exactly uh laura do you got interesting facts
0: i do okay this first one i know rob caught this but i don't know if anyone else did because i certainly did not mm. but at around 30 minutes into the movie uh, when Josh that's Patrick Wilson's character is in the classroom on the chalkboard behind him the names James Wan can be clearly seen as well as a drawing of Billy the puppet from saw with the number eight written under it and then the rest of the names are actually names of people that worked on the film. I did not catch this and I love that this mm-hmm. like Easter egg was thrown in. So yeah, great. Did
2: you catch it, Greg, watching it multiple times? Now? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, when it shows the, when it shows him at the desk, there's clearly a picture of, well, I want to see Jigsaw. Why do you? Wh- the clown his name's billy the billy the puppet yeah billy. his name is billy yeah the puppet oh yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's right there on the chalkboard yeah. it was very mm-hmm. obvious yeah. So yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah my, this is my first time watching so i was messaging these guys in discord i'm like did i just see fucking the sock puppet behind him on the chalkboard yeah, yeah like it, it's it's really the cheeks because the cheeks have like that circular mm-hmm. thing that really gives thing, it away yeah. if it wasn't that it would just be like some random old man you know but uh super cool yeah
0: yeah super cool This is really interesting. And I can't wait to talk about this more as we get into it. But Ethan Hawke actually turned down the role of Josh Lambert. Which is crazy because then it, of course, went to Patrick Wilson. And Hawke, as we know, appears in Sinister, which came out in 2012. And these films have a lot of similarities. I mean, Insidious and Sinister use a negative adjective as a title, Both are supernatural horror movies produced by Jason Bloom and in which both Hawk and Wilson are the head of their families uh, who move into a house that is haunted by like an entity Mm. and that specifically targets children nonetheless. So very similar. Yeah. We have to talk about this later. (laughs) Okay. All right. Really cool. We'll
1: get get into it later. Yeah. It's crazy. Like when you try to like picture this movie in your head, you just picture Ethan Hawk and you're like, oh, like it works. You know yeah, what I mean. I, mm-hmm. I feel like Ethan Hawke brings a little more. I don't know what the right word is. Not aggressiveness, but uh, he's very. I don't know what the right. I don't know if assertive is the right word. I feel like he's way more like that type of an actor. Where where Patrick uh, Patrick Wilson is a little more reserved to me in his acting. Uh, he does a lot more with his facial expressions, and I think Hawke is a little more animated. You know what I mean? Yes,
0: about? I can see what you're saying. I. I think that Ethan Hawke probably reacts more strongly in situations and Patrick mm-hmm. Wilson seems like a teddy bear, you know, like, he's... yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has to do with, I think, his relationship with his wife and the Conjuring franchise. Like they're so mm-hmm. sweet and he's so sweet to her and everyone he meets. And so I know for me, regardless of when this movie came out, I picture him in the Conjuring. So to me, that's his yeah. personality.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: Which might be the case with you too.
1: Yeah, exactly. I could not picture Ethan Hawke as like Ed Warren in in those no, in those movies. That was not work. I feel like he yeah. would smack people. He would just be smacking people around in the movies. Like he'd be <laughs> yeah. he'd be like angry. You know what I mean? Uh, right. But that's cool. That's a cool fact, Laura.
0: Yeah, and the last fact I have um, really cool. So Joseph Bishara, he's actually the composer, uh, and he does act in the film because he plays the demon, the lipstick face demon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, interesting.
0: I'm sorry I can't say it without
1: laughing. I, that that is just like a like they somebody they must tell me like, you know, that it was like a placeholder. That was a placeholder name in the script. They didn't have a name for the demon yet, but <laughs> nobody ever thought of like coming up with the name because that there's no way that that's that
2: should be the name.
0: How is that even a placeholder name?
2: Well they call it they, they call him the lipstick demon because that's what his makeup was actually made of. It was yeah. they used lipstick so mm-hmm. it, what's weird is they do they they don't think they actually say lipstick demon in the movie. No, no, <laughs> no they, they don't. don't. What they say is the man with the fire on his face. So yeah. as long as they don't reference that in in the actual movie, I'm okay with it. But if it's like in the credits, that's a little bit weird. Yeah.
0: That's so crazy. So I think that's crazy because i if you would have told me like, how do you think they got this man to look this way? I would have been like, oh, well, they use all these crazy paints and things. I would have never thought, oh, someone just took a thing of red lipstick and (laughs) threw it on his face. I would have never thought that. But I will say the very first time Brooks and I watched this movie, he was like, what's up with this demon? It looks like someone took a red crayon and drew his face and i was like oh my god so some people i think see him and go what that's weird Hmm. as i see it i'm like that's disgusting (laughs) i don't like this demon yeah
1: yeah yeah i just thought it was i thought it well i thought it means a demon i thought it could just be a skin color you know and then you know later on the movie when they show his hand i thought it was blood so it wasn't until after the fact i'm like wait it's all lipstick all right whatever you say james That's
0: freaking weird whatever yeah
1: yeah uh you want to do cast laura
0: yeah. So we've got Patrick Wilson as Josh. Uh and obviously we know him also from the Conjuring franchise. Um, and not even just the conjuring movies, he was in like some of the Annabelles. He also was in Hard Candy. I don't know if you guys ever saw that one, mm-hmm. uh, and Aquaman and Watchmen. And then we have Rose Byrne as Renee. Uh, she actually turned around and did bridesmaids immediately after this movie. Yeah. That's crazy because that's what I know her as. I know her, her as a co- comedic actress. So mm-hmm. instant family this is where I leave you spy like a boss neighbors. I think that's probably my favorite role of hers. So, super weird to see her in this. Uh, We'll have to talk about that for sure.
1: I kept just waiting for her to make jokes and stuff like this. Yeah. But it just just never came, which is interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then we have Lynn Shay as Elise. I mean, this chick, she only does horror movies. So, basically, the opposite of Rose Byrne. So crazy. I feel like every time I see her face, I'm scared. I'm scared. (laughs) Well,
1: you're the complete opposite of me because i don't know if greg is like me greg uh i know her from there's something about mary and she's oh my god (laughs) that's the only thing i thought of this whole movie so i kept i I kept i kept waiting for her to grab a vacuum and start vacuuming the couch like a psychopath (laughs) because that's the only thing i want when she opened that door i was started laughing because i'm like i only know her in that role so (laughs) (laughs) laura never thought about it until now (laughs) she can't rewatch this movie now
0: (laughs) i'm dead i'm deceased that's a a good
2: reference i totally forgot about that i'm used to isn't she in what is it the ring or um, she's in the ring yeah grudge she's in the grudge grudge. i'm sorry Mm -hmm. yeah the grudge right yeah Yeah. i'm used to seeing her in horror movies but oh my god i
0: totally (laughs) forgot she was in there's something about mary (laughs)
1: wow well
0: now i definitely
1: can't see her she's ridiculous in that movie that's why that's why like that's why part of this movie i'm like laughing at parts because i'm like it just makes me laugh thinking of her yeah yeah
0: well i'm glad you told me this now yeah because that would have ruined it for sure uh she's also been in the movie ouija the call obviously the grudge critters she was the the teacher in the original nightmare on elm street and she was also the nurse in a new nightmare so she's been in so many more horror movies than
1: yeah. It's all horror and then uh, something about Mary, which is so oh. funny, you know? She's like the opposite. She does a good job. <laughs> She's like the bizarro Rose Byrne, you know? She
2: does like the, you know what I mean? It's a complete opposite. Wow.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> Alright. Uh, okay, so to keep maybe moving, she read we the, have, uh... maybe
2: she was reading the script and she was reading the the scene with the zipper and she said, this is a horror movie for <laughs> sure and thought she was getting into a horror <laughs> movie. Something about but, Mary, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she thought she was possessed with that vacuum. She's like,
0: ah! <laughs> Oh, my God.
1: Oh, that's funny. All right.
0: All right. So we have Ty Simpkins as Dalton. Uh, You may have also seen him in Iron Man 3, Jurassic World, Avengers Endgame. Uh, We have Barbara Hershey as Lorraine. That's Patrick Wilson's mom. Oh, my God. She's like the main character in Beaches. I'm not assuming you guys have seen that, but it was weird to see her in this for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. um, uh like I said Joseph Bashara as the lipstick face demon, we have Philip Friedman as the old woman. So we have a mm. man playing the old woman. And we also have What did you add to here Rob? So wanna- Yeah, so
1: so for for me I'm going to jump in here. So you have specs in this movie which is the one nerdy guy with the glasses. Mm. His name is I don't know if it's pronounced Lee or Lay uh Um so Wannel. who he, who he is actually <laughs> Laura, come on. <laughs> Don't do that to him. <laughs> no, it, it, it is. It's 1L. One, it's one 1L? One okay. okay. Right. You're Rob,
2: you're like, well, la, la or well, something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Okay. All right. My bad. My bad then. <laughs> but, but it's crazy to think who this guy is. So, so first of all, he's the guy from the opening of Saw. He's the he's the other guy in the opening of Saw because there's a the, the famous one white guy and there's the short white guy that yeah. has like a t shirt on. He's that guy from Saw.
0: Oh my god!
1: Now even crazier, he's James Wan's writer. He wrote this movie. He wrote Saw. He wrote oh. fucking Conjuring. He wrote all of them. They're they're co writers together, producers together. He's also the director now of uh, Invisible Man that just came out oh shit! with elizabeth moss he also directed 2018's upgrade with our buddy from invitation logan marshall green
0: oh my god so
1: like that guy the specs guy this you know, the nerdy looking guy is like legit in the industry now
0: wow and it's just
1: crazy to think like he was the guy in saw start. he also helped write saw but yeah
0: damn that's awesome do
1: you want to do a synopsis laura
0: Okay, so this movie is about this family of 5 we you've got three kids, and then the mom and the dad, and they have recently moved into a new home. And one of their sons, I think the oldest son, he, he has an incident where he falls off a ladder. And you know, he bumps his head, he goes to bed that night, they're thinking everything's fine. And in the morning, they can't wake him up. So medically, the doctors say he's in a coma, and we don't know why. But weird things start to happen around the home and the parents, specifically the mom, starts to realize that he's not in a coma. He actually is stuck in the astral plane and there are these evil entities trying to get into his physical form and his body. Mm -hmm. And there's only one way to save him. You got to watch the movie to find out. (laughs)
1: <laughs> or listen to what we're going to talk about. Or listen right now. to us, yeah, because
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> we're going to say it, we're going to spoil it. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's just start where we normally start—the opening, setup, vibe of this movie. Uh, I mean, let me let me go first. real fast. I already talked about. I've never seen this before. So seeing James Wan, seeing Patrick Wilson, who I love, seeing Rose Byrne, who I fucking love, and I had super high expectations. Like I was mm. like, oh my god, this movie is going to be fucking dope. Like I love these three people. Like how can it be bad? You know, we'll get into it, <laughs> I think, a little bit later, but I feel like that's how I started with this movie. As far as Oof. like the opening, opening goes of the movie, I think I DM'd you guys. The first five seconds is fucking horrifying. Like the yeah. first five seconds of like the, the violin, you have a violin, creepy yeah. fucking music. Then you have an old ass fucking lady with a candle. And I was like, holy shit. Like I, I think I literally told you guys I shit myself in five seconds. Like, yeah. like, oh my God, that was fucking creepy. Um, but what did you guys think of the opening of this movie? A little bit maybe beyond the first five seconds once I <laughs> ran to the bathroom. But uh, what did you guys think of the first uh, opening setup of this movie? Laura? Uh,
0: the opening is horrifying. I, I, th- I feel like I for- obviously did not remember the, the opening. It's been 10 years. And to just get some weird imagery and you start seeing the old lady, like the old woman in black... So scary, and the music in this movie is horrifying. And I, I actually, I'm probably going to be keeping tallies and comparing this to Conjuring and Sinister. This mm. entire review, okay. so I apologize, but I I give this movie a point for the music. I think the music, uh, you know, the composer from this movie, Joseph Bashara, incredible. I was so unnerved by it, and I really hope Greg sings the song at some point because <laughs> we're going
1: to need to hear it. We're
0: yeah, going to need to yeah, hear it.
1: Greg, Greg talked about this song. Man, I don't remember what episode we were recording and he talked I about it. I know which one it was. It was the Tip-toe, Jeepers Creepers episode because they do
2: the same type of thing where they try to play this old-fashioned, you know, very – You know, it should otherwise be a very nice song, honestly. Yes. But the yep. way that it is, it's just it gets on you. And it, it's absolutely terrifying. That's yep. right.
1: And anytime you talk about Jeepers Creepers now, we just have to say fuck Victor Salva mm-hmm. up front. So mm-hmm. anybody listening, fuck that guy. You can look into uh, what a scumbag he is. But uh, yeah, it's just crazy thinking back. I'm or like, don't. Hey. <laughs> yeah we don't and
2: just yeah ignore just trust this. us yeah, yeah. we're well, going yeah. about your life right
1: yeah uh you know uh but but that's just crazy i remember when, i didn't know that of course i never seen this movie so when that music started playing i was like oh shit this is fucking greg's fucking music he talked about this is greg's song this yeah. is greg's soundtrack this, this is, is greg's my, song it's, oh it's the soundtrack greg, to my life now greg's okay, great. greg's awesome. listening to this putting on music putting on lipstick <laughs> yeah i like it yeah <laughs> what about you greg what do you think of the opening setup of this movie
2: yeah, first of all, you know, I don't know who came up with that sound, with the combination of strings or what have you. It is absolutely jarring. I, I'd like to do a test. i like to be in, like, the happiest moment ever. I don't know, give me a, a mm. carton of ice cream, you know, put me outside with beautiful weather, and then play that music and see how it alters my mood. I think oh, you could be anywhere doing anything, and it'll take you down in and, and horrify you. It's, yeah. And it's only a split second. Like you said, Rob, this opening – Scene is very short and it's so effective in that short time. I mean, it's not only the music, um, it's the way that that, that opening scene is shot. So if I, it's at nighttime and you're in the kid's bedroom and the camera sort of flies through the hallways. And mm-hmm. there's something creepy about going through the halls of the house. And then when you get to the end of the hallway, seeing that scary figure. Like the the motion of going through the house to see it is a lot creepier than just, yeah. you know, showing a cut of it because mm-hmm. it, yeah. it feels like you're in the house. Like that's something you would see if you were just walking around and you and you saw right. it. Yeah. And it's just absolutely horrifying. And of course, we can't talk about the introduction without talking about the opening credits or, you know, the mm. title, the title Ugh. card. Mm. Yeah. It's just, you know, there's a little brief pause, which kind of builds up the tension after you see that figure. And then boom, Insidious and then it hits you with that sound. Um, he does the same thing in the conjuring, I think, right. Or mm-hmm. you know one of the other movies Probably. that he does mm-hmm. where, where it's, it's very similar. It's a very bright primary color type of uh, title card. And it's just meant to shock you yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah just in the i mean the the opening is less than what 15 seconds long mm-hmm. it's so it, it's so effective
1: yeah i was gonna ask both you guys and you know, i just had this idea of like um so laura you're 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 in uh you're in the middle of coitus with uh, the rock you hear you hear that piano hit you hear that violin hit are you stopping No. <laughs> <laughs> oh that, that that piano hit that 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 uh, violin oh, no, she, hit
2: she, she, she's going fast and furious that that <laughs> music isn't doing anything <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: oh man that was a good one greg that was a good one yeah
1: what she, about you greg yeah, about she, you? she's
2: not tiptoeing through through anything uh
1: you're in the, you're in the middle of uh with aquaman though you're with jason uh you hear that you hear that violin dude, string I could be on the
2: astral plane on another planet and that's gonna pull me back man this is the worst <laughs> music i've ever heard in my life
1: i feel like i would be the same if i heard that i would instantly be like like i'm done like i don't think i can keep going i don't know what yeah, happened but you right
0: asked now. me if i was with the rock when i react i'm with yeah. the fucking rock of course not oh, anybody yeah. else hmm. yes i'm gonna be like oh my god what is what that? if he
2: starts I- singing the song
0: <laughs> oh i'm out then yeah
2: you're out. oh that's funny <laughs>
1: um yeah but let's let's get into i mean i mean i think we're all really talking about the cold open a bit you know not really like the opening of the yeah. movie. We, let's get the sure. characters and acting then because that's really the opening of the movie you actually you know get to know the family a bit they're moving into a house uh what did you guys spot out in the first like you know maybe 10 15 minutes of the acting of these actors and the family what do you think laura
0: yeah you know i struggled with this a little bit because i'm very biased to the conjuring So for me, I think I've already mentioned this, Patrick Wilson, he is Ed Warren to me. And it's weird because this movie has a lot of similarities to The Conjuring. And he is once again a husband and a dad and like the head of the household to a really creepy, sinister situation. Um, So I think when I thought of him compared to that role... I I agree. I felt like he didn't do a lot in this role. He was very like laid back, kind of quiet, almost like slow the uptake a little bit. Yeah. Um. And so that I definitely noticed that. But again, I think that's really unfair because I'm just so biased to the conjuring Rose Byrne, similar, but different. I am like, Oh, hell no. This bitch can't do horror. She is bridesmaids. <laughs> she is like a bot. Like yeah. she has done all these comedies so I'm just waiting for her to look like such a little bitch in this movie. I'm sorry. Like I, I I that's horrible, I know. And she surprised me. She I thought she was pretty solid. Like she I genuinely felt her fear. And I also thought that, you know, stereotypically like the wife, the mom in these horror movies, you know, are, are a little slow and oh no, it's okay. And yeah. I, I felt like they they played her smart. Like she realized something's up and not didn't waste a lot of time and was like, we got to go. Yeah. Which obviously didn't necessarily work, but that's what we would have done in that situation. Mm-hmm. So I thought I thought the acting was pretty good. Um, again, I, I had very high expectations as well, like you did, Rob. So with Patrick Wilson, I was a little bummed, but also just super biased. So like him in general, but I thought Rose Byrne did an awesome job. Yeah.
1: Nice. Uh, what about you, Greg? Like the characters acting more or less, kind of in the opening? Yeah, you have to
2: look at what their roles are. It's And it's father and mother and, mm-hmm. and husband and wife, right? So, yeah, as a mom, Rose Byrne does a really good job. She seems very motherly. There's that scene where... Um, I need to get these pajamas with the with the monkeys oh and the bananas God. on them. that was absolutely <laughs> absurd. But she had matching pajamas with her kid that was cute but I was like you look like you're a 10 year old with those pajamas no, but yeah.
1: my, my thing was the complete opposite I thought <laughs> really? she was like a psychopath I was like who wears matching pajamas <laughs> with their child to me that's insane like you're in a cult you're in a cult Friend. you're in a cult you know what I mean like I you don't I, find I, it endearing don't be, don't no. be a, don't be an astral don't be an astral um, <laughs> don't tomorrow. be an astral okay don't sorry be an about, ass- yeah. Yeah. Stroll. <laughs> yeah. Let that linger. The S, Laura. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Just you guys. Have, you guys have never done that. Have you ever wanted to wear matching pajamas to your with your child?
2: No, but this is.
1: This Laura is did it look Laura, like at Laura's face? Uh, this is video. Okay. Laura, We got one you. One
0: time, the <laughs> one three time. of us had the same. Christmas pajama bottoms okay. one time. I'll,
1: I'll give you Christmas. I could see Christmas. Okay. This, was, this was a random Thursday in this chick's house. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah.
2: <laughs> it was kind of funny, but there was that tender moment, you know, with the kid waking up and going down to, you know, half of their stuff is still in boxes. The other half is God knows where she's looking for her sheet music. I mean, they had a little bit of a bonding moment. She does a really good job as a mom and, um, you can tell they're in a new situation. So I, I really liked it. Yeah. Patrick Wilson, he, his character is like the, the, the dad that, that wakes up. He's got a coffee. He's got a bagel in his mouth or something like that. And he doesn't have time to interact with his kids past like a little pat on the head and it's by and out the door. So it, it mm-hmm. is very, it's like a very stereotypical opening, which gives you that, that vibe, um, which doesn't really set him apart from other movies, which is unfortunate, but I, I was okay with, with how they started yeah. the movie.
1: Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed their act in the beginning. I thought it was pretty, like you said, standard, you know, as far as like what you're going to try to establish with the husband and wife. And the husband's kind of aloof, you know, yeah. whatever uh, the mom is doing fucking everything in that household right there. Um, but I actually wanted to spot out the kids. I thought the kids were actually really good in the opening, I thought, mm-hmm. you know, um, I guess. I mean, well, they they both kind of like, you know, disappear for most of this movie. Um. But I thought the opening was actually really good for both the kids. You know, I, I, I recognize the, the main kid of this movie. What's his name? dalton dalton oh the actor oh, ty, simpkins. Yeah. ty simpkins like yeah. i recognized him but i couldn't place him and then i was like is he the kid from iron man 3 and i'm like oh shit yeah. he was and then yes. i forgot he was in drastic world and shit and yeah. yeah end game he's giant now he's like fucking 20 years old or some shit like that now <laughs> um which is crazy but yeah. Yeah, i was just like oh wow well, that kid but yeah i thought acting was pretty straightforward in the opening of this movie it did it did what it needed to do in the opening. Um but uh, do you guys want to spot out? What did you guys think of the kids, though? Do you guys think the kids were decent in the opening?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The kids are great. Yeah. E- even the other brother who, like, we didn't even spot out his name. Like, I don't even remember <laughs> what his character's name was. I thought even he did a good job. Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially being, like, uh, the sibling that's not the main role of this movie. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. he I thought he killed it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into, like, the scares and ghosts and shit now, because really you, I mean, well, actually, before we get into that, let's actually just talk about, like, what happens real quickly of, like, the beginning of this movie. So, like, the whole, do you want to set it up, Laura, what happens to this kid? Because I was shocked. I was like, what is fucking happening?
0: Yeah, this kid, so we think, because he has a little accident one night, you know, he's up in the attic where he's not supposed to be. He's climbing the ladder. He falls down. He gets a little bump on his head. And, uh, you know, the parents are like, Oh, my God, you scared me. But everything's all fine. And well, he goes to bed. And that next morning, and I mean, as a parent watching this, like, you feel it. The dad is like, Dalton, wake up. No answer. Hey, buddy, wake up. And then he like goes in the room. He's kind of staring at him, kind of shakes him a little bit. I mean, does that just make you sick? It's like, oh, God.
1: Mm. You know, me and and male children. So I felt this one. If it was a daughter, I don't know if I would have felt it that much. But uh, yeah, I felt this one.
0: I've never so badly wanted to kick someone through a computer screen. Just you gotta, the urge is—you
1: gotta go. You gotta go astral plane, Lauren, Get in your astral form. Come over and kick me,
2: and then go back.
0: I'll find a way to do it, Rob. So keep talking. Okay, I'm gonna do it.
2: Gonna kick your astral.
0: I am. Gonna kick yeah, I you guys just
1: see Laura disappear. Laura falls asleep, but then I fly off my chair. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> anyway, funny. he doesn't wake up and, you know, you go through the stress of they're of course, at the doctor getting a, a medical diagnosis and it's like, well, he's in a coma and he's, his, uh, you know, his vitals are fine, but we don't really know how or why. And then you start to pick up the pieces. Like the mom starts to see some weird shit. And, There's this really scary scene where then you see the kid's drawings. He's been drawing these pictures Mm. for God knows how long. And they're all hung up on his little cork board or whatever. And he has drawings of these creepy entities that we start to see through the movie, which means that he has been exposed to them for God knows how long. And actually, before you really know what's going on, it reminded me a lot of The Sixth Sense. I mean, Mm. this kid is born with this ability to like see the other side. And when you've been seeing that your whole life, it's almost like you don't realize the difference, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just really yeah. great concept. Something I'm super interested in watching. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. They don't, they don't reveal the picture stuff until like the end of the movie. And they it's don't. Honest, no. Well, you
0: see it. The parents keep walking by it.
1: But you don't – if you've never seen this movie like me, you don't notice it. You don't – they show one up close when Patrick Wilson's like, oh, you're a superhero, buddy. Like, that's it. And But it's not showing you all the pictures. It's showing you, like, that one. So, like, Mm -hmm. I didn't think anything of it until the end when he's looking at the pictures. And to me, it's one of my biggest negatives in this movie is when they do it. And I'm like, you guys – didn't fucking look at these pictures the whole fucking time. Like two of them are (laughs) horrifying. Two of them are like a demon with a red face. You guys never questions. What the fuck you draw on there, buddy? I thought about that too, a little bit like the Superman. Yeah. Enough
0: to hang it up. Like, yeah, Yeah. we we pin our children's pictures up. We see it. We take a push pin. We're like, it's going on the wall. Like you look at it.
2: Well, they tried to explain it away with one of them was a horse, but you don't realize it's a, it's a scary statue. There's a red door. That could mean anything. So, but there, yeah, that was There's, definitely kind of a plot hole. Where I mean, yeah. I look at all of my kids' random drawings, and I scrutinize the heck out of them. Like, if this one has any kind of like demonic element, it's going in the trash. I don't it's care the about trash
1: the it. yeah, It's out. <laughs> <laughs> that 's funny, yeah, I mean, as far as the the coma scene goes when like you said, when Patrick Wilson 's trying to wake him up, it it gets to me one. I was just like, Wait, what the fuck is happening right now like I'm i 'm expecting I know this is kind of like a demon ghost movie that 's kind of all I really know, so I was expecting the kid to get possessed, and maybe he 's demonic through the movie, and this not I was expecting him to go into a coma." to start and i'm like what the hell and then once it hits that that three months later i'm like whoa that's fucking crazy um but what about you greg as far as like the coma stuff
2: yeah i was just saying it's it's already in itself terrifying enough to just imagine your child not waking up in that situation the way that patrick wilson did that scene was very i mean it was it was realistic and it was scary and him being in a coma yeah it is kind of a it is a surprising little twist in its own right. I think it's a really great movie mechanic. And to me, it reminded me of the exorcist. Yeah. How there's a possible scientific explanation for something that's also possibly supernatural um, in, in nature. And I I love, I, I realized something about myself watching this movie and kind of how I watch scary movies. And I realized that when I'm watching it, there really is no singular greg just watching the movie rather there's multiple ones it's almost like inside out you have like different versions of you watching it Mm -hmm. and like in this movie i imagine that there's two gregs you know maybe sitting on a carpet (laughs) one's very analytical and like thinking about logic and the other one is like you know maybe more emotional and wrapped up in the supernatural element and the cool thing about this mechanic is that when they present you with the possible scientific explanation it quiets that analytical side. It's almost like tossing a Rubik's cube to like the analytical me, and I'm just fiddling with a Rubik's cube, not even paying attention. So it doesn't allow that part of me to get in the way of the entertainment part, mm-hmm. which is more of the supernatural haunting uh, aspect, uh, which which was so cool because I I realized like you know I was thinking okay well, well it could have a there could be a reason for it. Um, but then the fact that it's a possibility, I'm able to like imagine. Okay, well, these hauntings could actually be happening. So, um, you know, and and also the way that it affects the the, the couple w- was pretty tough. I mean, mm. before the accident, they were pretty. I mean, they were pretty lovey dovey. There was that scene where they're in bed and he's like, Oh, you know, she's a pianist, right? So she, he's like, Write a song about me you know, how cool I am. I'm the coolest guy. I've got big muscles. That was kind of a funny little scene, but after the accident, they are, it's, it's changed them. You know, she's like at the piano, she can't play music or be inspired or or feel joy, which I felt that I was like, you know, I'm I'm not a musician, but I do play some music. I'm thinking, how would I write music if this is happening in the background? It's very difficult. So I thought, um, this part was a was a pretty big, uh, you know, shift in the storyline. You know, you felt it at this point. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we can get into the scares and ghosts now, because after that, you really are just all the little hauntings here and there that she's seen that he's not believing. Um, do you guys want to spot out any in particular? There's a ton. There's a ton.
2: There are she's are a lot. Seen. Uh, Can I Lord. just throw a, a little something out there before maybe Laura, you get into it? I just want to make one rule. If you have a grandfather in your uh, grandfather clock in your house,
0: mm.
2: get rid of it. Just fucking get rid of that. It's <laughs> they're creepy as hell. I mean, we've had we've had LED clocks for like 40 years now. I mean, if you have a grandfather clock, that little ticking tick, 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 they weigh like a thousand pounds. Just get rid of the thing. They're so scary. Let's get I rid agree. Of get rid of it. Yeah. Okay. Allow
0: it. Yep. <laughs>
1: Still saying that. Going back to to attack the block again. Okay. Yeah, believe, believe. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, What what about you, Laura? Do you want to spot out a certain ghost in these kind of like first sightings uh, she has in
0: this movie? I think all of these ghosts are scary. I think they're all fucked up. I mean, this is, and you guys remember, you know, you call back the Conjuring episode. This is what gets me. This Hmm. shit is what gets me. Almost like the over the top. Interesting. Jump out huh. scare, go shit, like mm-hmm. and it excites me. It's those scares where I jump and then I feel really giddy and high after like that was fun. You know? <laughs> this is like these is, are my movies. This, okay? this is
1: what makes Laura feel alive in her life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> makes me feel alive, yeah.
1: <laughs> her husband's like, Wait, what now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: He's like, should I go grab the mask again or yeah, what? Do he want? I'm <laughs> just kidding.
1: <laughs> the, Purr, the Purge mask, yeah.
0: No, <laughs> not no. that one.
1: No, not that one. Okay,
0: but well. I will say the I'm going to skip over the lipstick face demon because
1: he's towards the end. We'll get into him in the end. Yeah,
0: yeah, and he's kind of silly. Like, mm. okay, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lady in black we've we've seen that before. We've seen that. I to me it was all the other ones. It was the ones that looked like more real life. The kid running around playing music and singing songs, jumping out of nowhere at you. And especially it's that family. They almost look like porcelain doll- yeah. dolls. They're so still, but mm. they're not. They're humans and they're all in white. You could tell it's from a long time ago. And they're they all just have this like rock solid stupid grin on their face. Mm. Oh shit. Oh we shit. know how
2: much Laura hates like the robotic fake human thing. Yep. Damn, yeah. Damn that
0: though when they're like frozen in scenes, yeah. nope. I am horrified. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they're gonna fucking jump out at me and nope. I don't <laughs> want it.
1: <laughs> wow. That's funny. Uh what about you,
2: Greg? What do you think of the, the ghosts? Do you want to spot out anyone's yeah, I, honestly, I'm a little bit on on your guys line and line of thinking where the, the some of the ghosts they weren't as effective as some of the other things that were happening to me that you know in the movie. Mm-hmm. Early on you hear the the breathing on the baby monitor and I thought that was uh, oh, scary yeah. because you know you imagine someone in your child's room and they're not just in the room over, they're upstairs. And then when the pan, the camera pans up toward the room the door is ajar and you can actually hear a little bit of the voice in there. So, you mm. know, it's Eww. not just some spiritual phenomenon. There's some actual voice in there and now was super creepy. And then there was the scene where the mom, um, she goes to the other son's room, the one that's, you know, n- you know, not in a coma. And he says, I'm scared of Dalton. Can we change rooms? I don't like when he walks around at night. And I yeah. thought at this point you've established that he's supposed to be in a coma And thinking that he's walking around in some way, I don't even care if it's your imagination. That was just Mm -hmm. super creepy.
1: Well, wait, I was just going to ask you guys real fast. Like, did I miss something? They never show him walking, right? Right
0: uh well they, they do, do at the seance at the seance yeah, oh, yeah. But, before that,
1: yes. they don't. but i thought at that point like the demon is inhabiting him at that point i didn't think he's walking like dalton himself is like walking around because i was confused I in
2: that scene I yeah confused. Well, to me yeah. what that means is he's astral projecting himself and maybe because they're related he can see that he can see the, oh see so the projection that,
1: that's how you take mm. it is you think he's seeing dalton walk in his astral form
2: yeah oh,
0: oh. what
2: you, you
1: didn't think you thought he you thought like me, Laura, he was physically walking around?
0: Yeah, but that makes oh. more sense and it actually is scarier.
1: <laughs> yeah, because cause they mention it. So I was expecting to see something because it's like, mm-hmm. why even mention that then? But well, then I like, like having just to only imagine it
2: that to me, that's yeah. scarier
1: because I was trying to I was trying to uh, think in my head of like, OK, is he actually walking or is the brother seeing the fucking little kid, the little ghost kid walking around? He thinks it's him. I wasn't yeah. sure because they don't show anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh, all right. Well, interesting. Yeah.
2: Okay. The, the only other one that I thought was actually pretty scary to me was the, I don't even know. He kind of looks like the crow, <laughs> the guy with like the, the, <laughs> long, some the long hair and the trench coat. There were a oh, couple yeah. of scenes in the beginning where, he, you know, when the mom looked to check on the baby, he was just right outside the window staring in. That yeah. was scary. When he was outside pacing around on, on the balcony, that was when you realize that wasn't the dad and that was just the ghost. Um, that was pretty creepy too. Yeah, it he was looks com- like
0: Bagool. Mm.
2: That's what I yes. put in my notes too. Ooh. Yeah, towards the end, the I end of the movie. Yeah, the end of the movie when
1: they give him like that creepy face, he does yeah. look like Bagool. Yeah, yeah. But, but before these that,
0: are so similar. It's yeah, crazy.
1: <laughs> But be, before school. that, though, when he's just his regular face, I was calling him the vampire pirate because he looked mm. like he was <laughs> like a like a pirate attire. The you know, Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. F- for me, like I don't. I mean, there's definitely jump scares. There's jump scares that get me. The vampire pirate guy popping <laughs> out in that scene where he comes like you know he's 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 pacing the window and then he's then he's pacing the room. Like that was yeah. a good jump scare um but uh the i think for me the biggest one i think would be the baby monitor when she opens the door and you could only see the face through like the baby's veil right that was creepy because i I couldn't fully make out who it actually was so like that was and that's one of the first i think jump scares you get is that scene so that one got me but i have to say the fucking little kid in his little fucking tin copper hat or whatever he's doing. <laughs> he he just looked like he was from Mary Poppins to me and he was chimney sweeping <laughs> around.
0: Yeah he probably was. I agree. I, I agree. Ev-
1: I don't know why, but every scene I was laughing hysterically yeah. when he was there. And I don't know why, but I was just laughing when he's playing the creepy music and we'll get into the creepy music and Greg can try to do it live. But when he's doing his little jig dance and he's like doing like this little dance through the window, I was laughing so hard And then when he's hiding from Rose Byrne and he pops out and he's like, I literally I'm not joking. I've I rarely laugh super hard where I fall off my couch. I (laughs) laugh so hard I fell off my couch and I had to rewind Mm. the movie like five minutes. I was like, I couldn't stop laughing at that kid. And I don't know why it's supposed to be scary. I'm pretty sure you guys were scared by those scenes. I was they're, horrified. They're jump scares, but for some reason, I don't know if it's the outfit. I don't know if it was just my connection to, like, he's fucking Mary Poppins. Like, I don't know, but I was just, I was laughing so hard in those moments.
0: That makes me so mad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're gonna come over and astro kick me again, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: how are you not frightened by? I don't know. This? I don't know.
1: I don't know what it was. I don't know. It was
2: just for some reason that little fucking kid made me fucking laugh. I was. I'm, I'm on uh, a little bit on your side, Rob. Like, I mean, he, it's supposed to be scary. Yeah. And within the first half a second, you know, you see. A, there's even that scene where um, where Renee's walking through the house, and did you see the? He's facing the wall. I got it. Oh. I got it the first time. That yeah, was watching a it, bit yeah. Scary. yeah, watching but it then, the
1: first time. This, yeah, he's he's facing the wall in like a like yeah. a laundry room as she walks by, and I yeah. was like thinking, I'm like, did I fucking see a like a kid or a little man standing there? And then when they <laughs> w- when when they show him, I'm like, oh shit, I did see that. But uh, that was actually creepy. That creeped the fuck out of
2: me. But then when he started dancing a jig. I started laughing my ass off. Yeah. (laughs) Started like river dancing. Yeah. That's, uh, there were two things that I thought were kind of diffusing of the scariness. And that was one of them. He did look like a little Mary Poppins kid to me. And (laughs) I, I I think it has to do with like, okay, compare him to other scary children in other movies in Mm. other, like take for example, the shining, the two girls in the hallway, that's different. They're not moving. They almost seem more imposing by their lack of motion. Mm -hmm. You don't know what they're capable of. You don't know what they're doing. But this kid popping out of the the dresser drawers and just running and not even running at her, just running around the house, he doesn't seem threatening. But see, I think one of the the, – the point is is that it doesn't matter. What you come to realize is that these are just ghosts – that you know may or may not have ill intent but they are attracted to the fact that there's this open vessel so you're going to get a, a collection of ghosts yeah. some that are evil exactly. some that are mean and happy yes. so it kind of makes sense like maybe this kid was killed tragically he has no he harbors no you know ill will toward anyone right. he just wants to get back in the world and he you know he's having fun
0: so yeah. that
2: that part makes sense but there, you know the one thing that i really did not like i don't know how you guys feel about this it's it's the bloody claw print on mm-hmm. the sheet yeah. I don't know why that just, it just does not do it for me. They showed it a lot, you know, like there was a, there's a bloody paw print on the sheets and I, I think it was supposed to be scary. I just, I just did not feel, it, it felt very vague to me. Mm-hmm. what do you guys think? Interesting. I thought it was, I thought it was a cool reveal in the
1: moment because up to that point, you kind of don't know what's happening or who it is or anything like that. You've seen these other ghosts around. Yeah. And then when they revealed that it's like, Oh shit. Like what the fuck is that? You know? I mean, we know now that it's not blood, it's fucking lipstick, which kind of, I think, defeats it a little (laughs) bit. You know what I mean? Like, this lipstick guy is just fucking at Cloreal all fucking night buying lipstick, I guess, and shit. But, uh, yeah. What about you, Laura? What do you think of the lipstick handprint?
0: I mean, I get why they did it because, like you said, at that point, this was our first inclination that one of them was actually getting through. Like, physically was like, okay, like, I'm almost there but it did seem a little out of place actually Hmm. yeah interesting yeah
1: yeah i mean unless they only needed it to be like finally she can have physical evidence to show the dad you know what i mean she didn't need it
0: though he believed her he was a great guy he he believed her
1: he did yeah that's all right we'll
2: move let me ask you one thing rob you had mentioned this in our chat about oh i'm gonna watch this during the daytime and Mm. i was joking around it's it won't change anything. And because I feel like this is one of those movies where they show you some of the, the hauntings during the day while they're just in their house. I thought it was pretty effective. Did, did you? It, it, it is effective. And, and that's something
1: I did make in my notes of like, Ooh, they, they do a good job of showing some jump scares during the day? And I give them credit for that. Cause most mm, movies will not do that do. shit. Yeah. 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 All the little kid stuff is mostly during the day. You know, maybe that's why I was laughing. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but I have to say as much as like, The little kid, you know, is making me laugh, and the other guy, I think, is a pirate vampire, and fucking, you know what I mean. So like, they are not hitting me. It's still fucking scary because I know I told you guys when I was watching this. uh, At one point, I was watching this on Netflix. My Netflix just like completely shut off, you know, like during a scary moment, and I was like, "What the fuck? That's weird," you know. So then, like, I took a break and I went to go to the bathroom, and this was like midday. This is midday. I still turn on all my fucking lights. You know, I turned on my bedroom light, my hall light, my bathroom light. I'm like, I'm not messing around right now, you know? So I went to the bathroom and then I came out and I'm like, I'm not, I'm leaving the lights on. I'm not going to turn off lights on the way back. I'm like, fuck, fuck the power bill. I just didn't want to have like that instance. Everybody, you, everybody listening, you guys probably know this. There's like that instance when you turn off a light, there's like two seconds when like you're in that dark area before you (laughs) kind of go through a doorway, go into a lighted area. And to me, I hate those two seconds because it's like... Your peripheral is like right there in the dark. And I was just so afraid right when I turn off that light, it'll be just like this little fucking, you know, Mary Poppins kid is like dancing a jig in my bed or something <laughs> like that. And I'm just like,
0: oh, and then you'd be scared. See,
1: I would in real life. If I saw Mary Poppins kid
2: dancing a jig, I probably would be scared. But
1: uh, but I wasn't well, messing with the, that.
0: This is the thing,
2: Rob, is that James Wan does such a great job making use of and he does this in The Conjuring shadows and dark corners where you, you know you can peer into it and it's just pitch blackness and in this movie you hear some of that crackling it's like or whatever yeah. it is i was like mm-hmm. donald duck i don't know but uh, you hear some like crackling <laughs> and noises but you can't make it out he's so good at that yeah uh, and it just makes you it just makes your mind wander so i, I totally feel you on that
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's one thing too I noticed. Let, let's get into like directing and sound a bit so we'll jump into that and I'll, I'll lead this off here. I noticed this at the beginning of this movie, he, James Wan, and I think he does this a lot in his movies. He does a really interesting thing with like negative space in a frame. Like he will have a shot of a frame, say it was The Kid in the Attic, and this is one of the first things that I noticed, The Kid in the Attic when he's climbing the ladder. The kid in the ladder are to the far right out of the frame, far right. Normally it's going to be center frame because that's your focal right. point. But he has all this negative, dark, shadowy black space that when you're watching the scene, I'm only looking at the darkness of like, what's yeah. there? Why is he doing this? Mm-hmm. And he does it multiple times in this movie, whether it's Patrick Wilson walking through the house when the alarm goes off. Patrick Wilson's way off to the right carrying his crowbar. But the rest of the house is like dark through most of the frames. So you're like looking at it. I just find it super fascinating and interesting. I never saw anything. I don't know if there was supposed to be something. But I think it just gives you that anxiety in those frames rather than if it was just Patrick Wilson, a close shot and him walking. Because then you're just like, what do you do? You're, you're only focusing on him. So I just love that directing. Did you guys notice what
0: I'm talking about, Laura? Yeah, for sure. He has a style. Yeah, He has a style. We see it in all of his movies. And I'm not even going to talk about it for a very long time because I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. You know what it is? It's, it's,
2: you actually feel valued as a viewer in those moments where you get scared because he's giving you an opportunity for your eyes to explore the screen. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Even for that split second. It's like the one that you were talking about with the ghost face behind the veil, Rob, if it were just in the screen, you know, it would look kind of dinky, Mm -hmm. but the fact that you are forced to explore it and put yourself into the scene for just that split second, Mm. um, I think it makes it more real, you know, and there's, I can't believe we haven't talked about the one where the mom's discussing her dream at the table, the kitchen mm-hmm. table with them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she's saying, I'll never forget that face. And then it, the, the camera pans to her or it pans to, uh, Patrick, Wilson. Uh, to Josh, right. Patrick mm-hmm. Wilson's character. And it's, it's, you know, it's not right. set but it's sort of off to the side mm-hmm. yeah. and then they play the music that was one of the the biggest jump scares for me with that that little scene yeah
0: i wanted to ask if that scene did it for you because that's like the big scene of this movie that's what most people remember that's the remember. image the image yeah, they always the show image. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so did that like get you was that
1: it got me because it has the fucking noise attached to it but to me yeah. the noise <laughs> the noise and sounds get me a lot more than i would say some of the visuals whether it's the the violin or the piano or in the case of this lipstick demon like
2: it's like a crackling
0: noise they do with him yeah oh he hisses? he hisses is that what it is he's like
2: You'll oh, that was pretty good, Laura. Well that too, but it, it's always it's also like the breaking, it's almost like wood breaking or something.
1: Something, yeah, yeah. But it does get me. But but honestly, like the face one is a good jump scare. But to me, the one that gets me more is right before that when she's telling the story about the dark figure in the room. Mm-hmm. And and oh. all it's the same exact thing I just talked about. James Wan has the bedroom in frame, but the dark figure of him is to the left and it's just like a shadow it's this dark shadow yeah. and it like points creepily and that Ugh. gets me more eerie and i think it goes back to what we talk about a lot is like the unseen is creepier than the scene mm-hmm. so yes. when, all, when all i see is like a dark shadowy outline to me that's more creepy than like his like demon red face it is a good jump yeah. scare but i kind of loses a little bit
2: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like the shadowy figure. I mean, we said the same thing about attack the block. I think we mentioned that, um, we haven't reviewed signs yet, but we always keep referencing the damn Mm. alien in the background, like with the weird proportions and and this, this shadowy silhouette of a demon had like that, that vibe to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh Let's uh let's get into Greg's music now. Let's get into Greg's music. Greg, tiptoeing through the to tulips. It, uh,
0: do it, do <laughs> you going to try to
1: give everybody listening, Greg, a little sample of what it sounds like? Oh, I don't. How did, I don't even know it. Maybe, maybe you we'll know it.
0: Tiptoe it. through the tulips. Come on, Come on you, you know, Greg. You Said know, it. you know. Come it.
1: on, Greg. Put on your copper hat. and Get it. Pull up your <laughs> socks. <laughs>
2: Do Wait, did, this isn't even the part of the movie where they introduce it. We don't we, we don't even hear it. I this don't point. care. We're
1: I'm jumping not, around, no, I'm ready for it. Come on, go for, for it. it. Come on, Greg. Do it, Greg.
0: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, tiptoe through the window, with two lips for
1: <laughs> There, that, that was... was- that was legit. fantastic. That was that was, so that was awesome. Good. That was so <laughs> good. You guys sleep soundly tonight. I think half our audience <laughs> shouldn't <them> brand, <perhaps>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow that was awesome dude yeah also like,
0: why would a know. lipstick faced demon want to listen to that song though it makes no sense like why is he rocking no. the song all the time i mean it's, it's no different,
2: different than the, the the peepers the jeepers creepers well song.
0: no because he wants to get them peepers
2: oh. oh well i guess that does make more sense good question but
1: the lipstick demon wants tulips is that what he wants he, he can't even tiptoe through he, the even, tulips? he doesn't even, even have toes he has hooves He's yeah has got hooves tiptoe so, tip Tip hoof. Is that a thing? I don't think that's a Tip. thing.
2: <laughs> they should have changed the lyrics. <laughs> Tip hoof through the, the two lips. I, don't, I don't know if that works as well. <laughs> oh
1: oh what, is, what if
2: it's tiptoe through
1: the two lips? Like oh, it's like lipstick. Then that does make sense if Ooh, it is two that's lips. That's gross. I don't, like two lips,
2: but two no, lips. I like that. Lipstick face. <laughs> it's
1: oh, words, that's guys. funny Yeah. It's
2: um, a pretty pretty insidious play on words. <laughs>
1: that's funny but that song it is it is fucking creepy it's the the uh, the sound is creepy it's a creepy sounding song it's yeah. like what the fuck is happening uh yeah. lord do you want to talk about that song or just any other soin uh soin any other sound design <laughs> i don't know what i put an n in there for some reason but uh,
2: <laughs>
1: noise yeah i know i don't know what i love the is that an accent i don't even know what that is what is that <laughs> I'm gonna draw a <laughs> sign. <laughs> drink a energy drink. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, all I picture right now is Steve Buscemi when he's dressed like a like a kid in high school. <laughs> he's trying to be young. Uh, Laura, I'm sorry, Laura. Can you, do you can you talk, Laura? Can you?
0: No, I can't talk. No,
1: okay, all right. Greg. <laughs> Greg, do you want to talk any more about any sound effects or sound design in this movie?
2: Yes, I do actually. Um, in addition to there's something else that they do in addition to the strings. They hit a gong. Do you guys mm. notice that?
0: Yes. And, and it's yes. again, it's these mm.
2: damn, it's these raw instruments that are meant to almost just shake your body when, when you mm. hear it. Um, and it's they're just so jarring. I mean, sound sound designer gets a plus for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Laura, do you want to mention anything about sound design or?
0: No, I, I I just think it was very effective, and I know they did this a lot in The Conjuring as well. Uh, it's probably the same composer, honestly. I should look this up because it sounds like mm, maybe they have a very tight crew that worked mm. on a lot of the same films together. But um, yeah, I just feel like the the music and the sound is just killer in all of James Wan's movies. It's just yeah. so effective and. Like, I don't know how you feel about music and sounds, Rob, because it sounds like you're not sounds about it. Like. like, you're always like, I'm not here for a concert. I want to watch a movie. <laughs> but for me, it just adds so much more to every scene. Yeah. It's like so powerful. I don't I,
1: I'm, I'm more for sound design than I am like, you know, music tracks playing music, through a movie. Yeah. You know, sound design, I'm all for. Because to me, like I said, that's what gets me in this movie is the fucking piano hits, the violins. Yeah. You know, those make me fucking unnerved with the visual. Those work, you know. It's pretty Um, brief,
0: I guess. So you're like, all right
1: yeah exactly yeah yeah it's not like a three minute song and fucking the lipstick demon is slowly putting lipstick on for two minutes in a slow-mo scene yeah we're not doing that Uh, yeah yeah uh let's talk about the seance scene because to me this is one of the dopest scenes in this movie is when they do the seance she pulls out the gas mask like greg had (laughs) or has it's it's so (laughs) what laura it's
0: it's weird but you get why she's wearing it right yes you i mean
1: yeah as the scene plays out you get why but it's just when when the when it comes out for the first time the the gas mask i'm like whoa what is happening right now like (laughs) is this about to turn to like eyes wide shut is this going to be some type of kinky stuff going on like to me like a gas mask is not used for anything other than like that so i was thrown off by it you know (laughs) laura shaking her head
0: okay (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh uh what about you Greg? Do you want to talk about anything about the séance scene?
2: Yeah, okay, so the equipment that the that the group brings to investigate the house is just in general, it's great. I think it's effective. So, as far as the mask, yeah, first there's something creepy about gas mask. I mean, we Yeah. Uh, watching Silent Hill. Mm. Um I think it makes you know it, it winds up making a little bit of sense. The they want to allow The medium to filter out the noise and of course she has to breathe still and go into her 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 zone in order to do the seance so it makes a little bit of sense and of course i'm sure could they have crafted a a gentler looking mask you know with with the funds that they had probably but this is part of the the aesthetic of the movie. It's to look creepy, but they had other things going on again. They redid or rather this was probably the first time actually before the conjuring, they re uh, you know, they introduced the light bulbs flashing.
1: Mm. Right. And,
2: and popping off as things were, you know, uh, as the paranormal activity was ramping up, in the scene, and again, just a lot of just jarring motion, you know, uh, movement and sound. And also, you, I, I love the, the little viewfinder
0: yes. thing that they
2: they took like a kid's viewfinder and inter- they they took all of the individual lenses and they made them into different ways to to view your external environment. So again, this is like host and, and the camera, mm. you know, it, it takes a very natural concept and mechanic of just snapshot open up and then there's you know you're seeing something new yeah and then turning that into viewing something paranormal so you know one of the lenses in the viewfinder happens to be like probably infrared or something to where you're able to see the ghost and then of course it's just the two two of the scariest the, you know the old oh. windman down yeah. the hall that was probably one of the scary moments for me yeah yeah yeah
1: that that honestly i think is one of the ones that gave me the most anxiety because like i knew it was coming I knew nothing you could do about it. Yeah, I knew they're gonna do it. They're gonna go click, clicks. So you're knowing on that third or second one, something's popping up. So I was like, <sighs> wincing, like, right. Oh, what is it gonna be? How close is it gonna be to the camera? But that like oh, said, that's man. a great fucking trick and a genius idea. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Laura? Anything with the séance or any of the devices they're using?
0: Yeah, I mean that scene scared the shit out of me. That was, pro- you I think you're right. I think that's the worst scene. But the séance scene it's the best i to me that is the scariest sequence in Mm -hmm. the movie um just everything all together and then of course it ending with dalton actually being right behind them and like starting to fuck shit up like Mm -hmm. he's halfway Mm -hmm. possessed so he's making people move and shit fly all around and yeah just really really horrifying this scary
1: Yeah. yeah i did have to ask greg one question because greg brings this up in a lot of episodes it's been a while Either kids' drawings or drawings in movies. What do you think of this, Greg? You have the kids' drawings in this movie. You yeah. have Specs doing his little artwork of the demon when she's describing it to mm-hmm. him. You have the part where he's doing his charcoal writing when he's saying yes. what the demon is saying. What Ooh, do you? Yes. Where are you at with all this artwork they're using?
2: There are hits and there are misses. So I, I would say the writing—it's uh, a hit. You know, depending on the speed at which he's translating the, the language, he's flipping pages. He's not trying to fit it all into one. He's just going as fast as yeah. he can. The faster he goes, the bigger the writing, the yep. faster he has to flip the page. Interesting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the kid's drawing, it felt on point. The, for the most part, that looked really good. The door, the horse, everything looked like a kid drew it. The kid's writing, I know, I think that was a miss where he it said, I flew away at night, you know, something like that. Mm. That looked like an adult wrote that to me. Yeah. Um, so that's mm. just, just kind of my feeling. I, I could be absolutely wrong about it, but it felt like a hit or a miss. Um, as far as Spec's sketch of the demon in the moment while she's describing it in the corner, miss, he drew a masterpiece. Really? He drew a masterpiece. Uh. What the hell was that? It looked way too good. It looked way way too good. good. Hmm. He was trying to hit it with a couple of pieces of charcoal. He threw a red in there. and, And then when it came out, it looked like he had spent hours on it yeah so it was it was 50 50 for me 50
1: 50 i was just wondering like coming from like the artist person like the use of charcoal like why like why not just
2: have a pen or actual like i don't know it was weird like why charcoal well charcoal because it it gives you more fluidity and i I think if you're trying to draw uh spectral figures that don't have a specific you know shape Mm -hmm. um You know, it it makes more sense because then you can move it, you can spread it around, you can do it lighter or darker. It's very quick to use, you know, and plus it it goes Mm -hmm. right at your it goes right in your hands. You don't Uh have like a tool holding the medium that you're drawing. It's just it's directly fingers to paper. So you could probably do it very fast. I agree with that, but it's just his artwork looked too good to me. Interesting. Wow. That's interesting.
1: Cause, yeah, because I was just wondering about that. Like, as an artist, I knew you would have an answer because I was like, why? Like, why? It looks so fucking messy and gross. You
2: know?
0: <laughs> this lady is whispering to Greg as fast as possible, like, <laughs> you know, yellow eyes, red face. And Greg's like, will you please fucking slow down? I am trying to get the angle right. I'm trying yeah, to
1: get right, this right for you. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um Yeah. Let's just let's get into, you know, I think you're getting kind of the ending here, but I think we got to talk about the big twist in this movie. And that would be the whole Patrick Wilson, the dad of this movie's old photos, the whole thing with he's been he can do this. He's been visited. His backstory. I I put in my notes. It's a dope twist. It's a dope reveal. Yeah. I didn't see it coming. I thought there were scenes where I was like, wow, it seems like he's dreaming a bit. But I didn't think it was going to be this connection. Um the whole astral stuff I was not expecting in this movie. I don't think – I know many movies that deal with ghosts and then go into kind of – I call it comic booky. To me, certain points of this are kind of comic booky, just because of Doctor Strange to me now. Uh, but what do mm-hmm. you guys think of this twist, the astral portion? What do you think, Laura?
0: I love it. Love I love that twist. Yeah, I think I think it was great. And honestly, thank God they did this with his character. Because actually, if his character just stood around much like the dad from The Conjuring, we'd just be like, whatever. Like, what are you here for, man? You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so,
1: yeah.
0: I love the twist. Um, I think he... This is actually where his acting excelled. Because he did a really good job of showing that he truly forgot about this yes. past. I mean, they yeah. made him forget... And you could see without a lot of words that he was very hesitant to do it. I mean, obviously, he's going to do what he has to do to save his son. But I think he must remember, it's almost like he has no memory, but something inside of him is telling him like, this is dangerous. Like, I know this isn't going to end well for me. But I thought the scene with the looking at his old photos of him as a child Mm. and seeing that woman in black That Mm -hmm. was horrifying. Just, I mean, we talked about this with, like, Mungo, Mungo, whatever you call it. Uh, Just pictures. Mm -hmm. Horrifying. Yeah. It's, like, the best tool to use in a horror movie.
1: Yeah, especially the whole thing they do when they're, like, she kept getting closer. So every picture is closer and closer. Oh I was like, that's that's super cool. That's super cool. I like it.
2: Yeah. And then when his mom said to him, she's explaining his past, and she said, you were terrified of an old woman who would come to visit you at night. That... that's that phrase alone is its own <laughs> horror movie. Yeah, fuck that phrase. You tell me I was terrified as a kid of an old woman who would come to visit me at night. I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, in all that's it. way shape and manner. That's ridiculous.
0: It has if to be a shirt. I need a shirt that says <laughs> "fuck that phrase." <laughs>
2: Like, why did the mom have to say it like that? Just, you know, know. give it to sugarcoat it a little bit, you know, say, uh, <laughs> you know, old lady, you know, you, you imagine. So I don't know. I don't know how you say it, but let them down lightly. That would have spooked <laughs> me beyond all reason. But I, I will say that this twist, what's so good about it is it takes away from the notion that. It's it's like a haunted house that you know this was a mm. you know built on burial grounds or something because they they moved to a couple of different houses and this is the latest one so I like how it just wasn't a typical haunted house story now now it's this is yeah. where the creativity kind of comes in and they make really good use of it because I think at this point we're still about halfway through the movie
1: yeah more Roughly. or less more or less maybe maybe, a bit maybe, fast. maybe close maybe close to three fourths but uh, yeah yeah I mean did either of you guys think at all the astral stuff was getting a little hokey. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like you're pretty like I said, you're pretty much into a serious ghost demon movie. And then you go into this. I mean, you know, we'll get into Rotten Tomatoes in a bit. And a lot of the people in the Rotten Tomatoes really shout out that the ending the, the last half of this movie fell off for a lot of people. And I think it has to be that because you're really going a completely different direction here. You're going very, whether you want to call it sci-fi, you know what I mean? Kind of a little bit different. And it's something I do like because it's not what I was expecting. But did either of you guys feel like that at all, Laura?
0: Okay, I really like it. And I think that the majority of it, not so much. Mm -hmm. But I will say, as scary as the lipstick demon is, Mm -hmm. once at the end, he's like trying to get Dalton out of the astral plane and the lipstick demon is like up on some patio spinning a yeah a, what, what was it like a, uh, what are they bottom. called
1: it's like a buffing wheel or something like that it's like, like a, a grinding a, wheel that used to grind yeah. like yeah. axes a
0: sharp, yeah. you know,
2: grinding stone
0: i was like what what is happening like i, yeah. I look around mm-hmm. the room like what 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 am i watching what is happening right yeah, now that that's it, a, it was the weirdest
2: yeah. That, it's
0: an
1: ever it's another scene to me that's supposed to be super creepy like the kid but i was kind of chuckling of like what the fuck like this is ridiculous right now
0: is he so he's like listening to his little tulip song sewing a dress up there like what, what's he doing why isn't he paying attention <laughs> to what's happening yeah, he kind of looked below? like
2: rumble stilt or something like that yes! yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 yeah, yeah.
0: yeah it to me it, kinda, it,
1: it lost a lot of it to me right there that goes back to like what i said when he they just show him as a creepy dark shadow It's horrifying when they show him, like you said, Greg, like Silskin, and he's fucking making something, spinning a fucking dreidel or something like that. Yeah. Weird and creepy. It's not creepy to me at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, why isn't he sensing what's happening and like popping up? This is like prime opportunity to scare the shit out of me. But instead he's just like, la, 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 upstairs and not Mm -hmm. giving a fuck. I don't know. It was weird. (laughs) Yeah. that was the only part of that situation where I was like, okay.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, did you guys, uh, what do you guys think of like the astral stuff though? What do you, do you not do? you, do you believe in it? Um, what did you think of that aspect of the movie? It's believability, how they executed
2: it. Uh, what do you, what do you think, Greg? I love the idea. Hmm. I'm, I'm all aboard and it's, it's for this reason. The, the It's the setup, really. Yeah, there are. Do they make a lot of slip ups, especially with Lipstick Dude? Yeah. But the setup is really great. You know, first of all, when they're still doing the seance and the idea of like your son being somewhere and he's lost and he can't find his way out and you have no connection to him. is just that's terrifying in itself. But then when they describe what the astral plane is in this haunting sense, that's what really gets me. It's this whole notion of it's a place where you're you're not supposed to be. So yeah. not only is it dangerous and precarious to to go through, but it's also just fundamentally wrong or like perverse. Like you you're just not meant to be there. So when they keep when they say stuff like do not draw attention to yourself, if they realize you're not one of them, they'll come for your physical body and all that kind of stuff. Um him seeing his house, but it's just a house and every literally everything else is just a pitch black exterior i i just i thought it was good because it's to me that is just you know bedrock scary to me mm-hmm. just somewhere that you're not that you just don't belong in in, in a fundamental way yeah what about you laura and the astroplane
0: i agree it works i don't know if i like believe in it obviously but for me i'm so used to seeing just straight possession movies or Mm. like demonic visitation movies. And this was so interesting. And the thought of being somewhere where it, it is pitch black before you can like get to where you're trying to get to. That Mm. is terrifying. Like if you put me by myself in just darkness that to me is so horrifying yeah i mean even with all
2: the lights on you're bumping into stuff so imagine with no lights you're just exactly i walk
0: into walls all the time yeah Yeah, that's
2: true that's true yeah i was i I really
0: liked it i liked
1: it i kind of did too like i said i don't i don't know if i you know as a movie in a whole you know if, if i liked it in this movie, but. As like a, as like an idea, I thought it was super cool and interesting. I I'd never really heard of anything like that before. Um, so I wanted to do a little bit of research on it. So I went down a Reddit hole, which I probably shouldn't have done. Uh-oh. And I found something. It's on Reddit. They're called the Astral Army. There it's a group of like nine thousand members that that do this, that go through the Astral plane and they go on adventures and they, they do shit like me and greg talked about going to space and going inside the earth and nobody said they're going to disneyland laura but you know um
2: but dreaming hard enough it's That's super, the ultimate goal
1: i i literally spent hours going through oh all these goodness. threads and chats and and to wow. be honest with you a lot of them are fucking scary as fuck like what the shit they talk about in this movie of like somebody on this thread literally saying like, oh, I went through my astral plane and like this voice kept whispering in my ear the whole time to get out. I was like, oh, hell no. There's other ones that talk about like, you know, I saw like uh, some type of entity sitting on a throne and he he threw me out of the plane and stuff like that. Like, There's a lot of creepy stuff that <laughs> looks super like shocked right now. <laughs>
0: what like i this is brand new information i didn't think that this was that thing
1: yeah so let me let me read like the title of this this group their astral army it says this subreddit is a place where people can share ideas of what they feel needs to be changed or explored using the ability of astral projection this involves healing others astral warfare astral investigation creating things within the astrals or anything else you can put your mind to so that's their title for this group of people
0: how do you know if you can do this i mean did they all just come together because they're like hey have you ever traveled that way yeah I have well, too, a lot or-
1: a lot a lot of them shout out there's youtube videos of how to do it there's YouTube is, it, videos. is it
2: drug-induced, like with hallucinogens?
1: Uh, no, a lot of them – I would imagine t- so. No? I don't think – a lot of them talk about that it has nothing to do with drugs. It's all about – it's almost like meditation. And that's where this oh really – I, I read these articles. That are, this really goes back to more like Buddhism and things like that where you're like centering your chakra. You know, that type of stuff where you're like centering your your soul, your chi, whatever you want to call it. It's that. It's like you're coming to this place where you're so much in tune with yourself and, and the universe that you're able to travel. It's like Doctor Strange a little bit, how we that, can, that's exactly that's like, like Doctor Strange. Eastern. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um but, Dude, I, 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 but I,
0: What if they got <laughs> stuck? What if like, they get stuck?
1: <laughs> there's two that I read. There's two that I read that literally just said help with question marks. And then I read it and it was literally like, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in this other universe. Like somebody helped me. I don't know how they were on a laptop or a phone. I guess their, their, their wifi worked, but, uh, it's just, it's crazy. I did pull two. I want to read two. I don't want to read the scary ones. Cause I don't, I get scared reading them. Oh Anybody, goodness. you can go to Reddit. It's called Astro army. You can read the creepy ones if you want to. I don't like to, but I pulled two just for reference right now. um, one of them, uh, this was is called "Lady in My Life." I don't know what that title name is, but uh, uh, says, uh, it says, "I says I was astroplaning and I saw two fictional characters from my favorite anime called Naruto. The characters were Naruto and Kashishi. Do you, do you know Naruto, Greg? Don't you? Oh, a little bit. I don't really know the characters. Do you know? Do you know Kashishi? Kachichi no you don't know okay well well this 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 person was astroplanning. planning he saw naruto and this guy it says naruto looked like his older teenage self and was in sage mode while kashishi looked like his younger self but was a lot taller so they they visited this plane where these characters were real apparently which is interesting um did you know you could do that greg you can go visit characters from anime yeah I'd, (laughs) i'd go visit uh
2: I'd go visit some Dragon Ball characters. Dragon those, Ball Z? is the
1: coolest, yeah.
2: Oh, Dragon Ball Z, So you're going to go with. Yeah, go visit, like, Goku or, or Piccolo or something like that.
1: Yeah, I'd probably go Pokemon. They seem kind of cute, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Laura, Laura doesn't know what's going on right now. Uh, <laughs> another one I pulled said, uh, this one I found fascinating because this would literally be, and this person just put in here, I was, I was astral planing. And did you guys realize that you can eat infinite amounts of food without being full? So this person said, I have eaten like 25 cakes in my astral form the other day and I wasn't full. Does anybody like eating cake? So that's what this person put in the in the chat. Are
0: these people OK? Are they OK? Well, I don't
1: <laughs> I'm afraid to talk bad about that because I don't want them visiting me and and, uh, and doing something to me. Um, but, I, I mean, if I was an astral and going, I w- man, I would eat so
2: many nachos. It wouldn't even be funny. It, I know, it seems I know that. like, it, it, you know,
0: but wait. the risk
2: reward isn't there. I mean, based mm-hmm. on like this movie, you're more likely to see some fucked up stuff. On the right, also, mm-hmm.
0: if you never get full, that means that you're never satisfied, which means you can eat all the nachos you want, you're never gonna get that like content, mm-hmm. satisfied feeling. So, then actually, mm-hmm. that takes all the joy out of it.
1: I don't, I don't know, yeah. I mean, like I said, if anybody wants to go check it out, Astra Army on Reddit, go through the rabbit hole like I did. There's a lot of fucked up shit, there's shit that's totally like nonsense, but. Some of it is like, whoa, this is, sounds really fucking crazy. Uh, I think Laura's getting anxious, oh right? Now. Yeah, infinite nachos does <laughs> not
0: sound good this on your is astral. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. This is really creeping me out.
2: <laughs> really creeping me yeah. out, Laura. Well, it yeah. does. Yeah. Some <laughs> of the scary things that you were describing earlier, Rob, do speak to what I was saying about kicking people out. It's like this idea of just at, at a core level, you don't belong there. That's the yeah. part that, that freaks me out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Are you okay, Laura? Can we continue?
0: Yeah,
1: are you right? <laughs> I think Laura's going to be afraid to go to sleep tonight, like she's astroplaning somewhere. Yeah,
0: I wasn't afraid after the movie, but during I was definitely afraid. But now, yeah, this yeah, is freaking me afraid.
1: out. Laura's going to dream she's eating cake all night. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's. Uh- <laughs> So let's, uh, let's get to the ending. Let's get to the ending in this movie. We've already talked about the lipstick demon. You know, they're pretty much revealing him at the end of this movie. And he's, he's crawling around the walls. Uh, Laura, do you want to do the ending? Sure. So
0: by the end of the movie, you find out that the dad, I mean, we've already hinted at this. He had the... Um, he was really good at astral planing, I guess we're calling it um, as a young child. And so that's why Dalton had this ability and why he's so gifted at it. And he, you know, he thought he was dreaming all this time. So he would just go deeper and deeper and he essentially got stuck. And when the seance fails, the the mom and the seance lady tell him, you're your only hope getting him out. He, he is fully stuck. And Everybody wants his physical body and this one very sinister entity is very close. And so we don't have a lot of time and, but you have this ability, you can do it. You need to get in there and you need to grab them, but don't make a scene. Don't make any noise. No one should know you're there because you don't belong there. And so we have the whole you know, the whole set of scenes where Patrick Wilson does go in, he is able to astral plane and he ends up at his old house and kind of walking through all these rooms, which have all these scary ghosts in them. And then finally finds a son who of course is locked up near the lipstick face demon in his little lounge area with his (laughs) music and his, what is the (laughs) wheel called again? He's like, like was a grinding buffer. Wheel.
1: buffer? Mm-hmm. Grinding well, see,
0: I thought he was doing something with thread. What's that wheel no, called? No, he was
1: he was sharpening his fingers. Oh, that's, that's a fingernails.
2: Loom, I think. Yeah, a loom. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I should probably know this, but I just don't have a clue. <laughs> anyway, uh, he ends up saving him. I mean, there's a chase at the end, and he gets very close to the spirit that's been following him around his whole mm. life, which is the woman in black. Um, but he is able to get back and he saves his son just in the nick of time. So you think everything's great. He gets them back. We're good to go. Um, But the seance lady notices something is a little off. So she decides to take a photo of Patrick Wilson. And one of the things that she mentions earlier in the movie is, don't you realize why you've never liked having your picture taken? And that was kind of a throwback to you used to get your picture taken and the entity would always be right there. Mm-hmm. So you have like a fear and aversion to it. Well, she takes his picture and he becomes irate and strangles her to death, which spoiler, she shows up in the cast for all the sequels. So I don't know how that's possible. She clearly mm-hmm. isn't dead or oh, I don't know what happens, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if the movie ends with Renee, his wife, walking in seeing seance chick dead and then looking at the photo that was taking of her husband and screaming.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, What did you guys think of this ending? I think I literally just messaged you guys like, what the fuck? Like what the hell was this ending? Like, come on, you know, uh, what do you think, Greg? I loved it. Mm.
2: (laughs) I did. I thought it was so good there was a little bit of a logistical issue. Again, I, that analytical part of me kind of tuned in and I started wondering, okay, well there was a photo earlier in the movie of, you know, a wedding photo yeah. in their album. So clearly the, uh, there were photos <laughs> taken to where the wish wasn't there. And I thought, okay, maybe she's not always there, but in general, she's getting closer. Mm. But if you can put that aside, um, it was, it was crazy because in this last photo, she's not just getting closer to him. She is him, which means she she's taken full possession of she's him. In, yeah. mm-hmm. So it makes you realize that she was waiting this entire time, his whole life for her one shot, her one chance. You know, she's Eminem. She wants to jump into this body and like <laughs> possess Josh. So she took it and like you realize that this whole movie, like you said, Rob, like you're you so focused on the boy. This whole thing is really about Josh, you know? And um, it, it, it comes full circle and is it a, does it make you like groan that it's a possible setup for a sequel? Perhaps, but it's still an effective one. I, I thought it was really scary. And again, going back to that flash, that boom, 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 yeah. boom, you know, it, it flashes and then it's that terrifying lady there. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. And then somehow the way that it ended was good too. Uh, he goes, he goes, Renee, he taps her on the shoulder. I'm right here. She turns around, whatever, fade yeah. to black. Mm-hmm. Just that transition into the credits. I was, a, I was digging it. Yeah. Laura, are you only
1: hearing Eminem? M&M1 shot right now? I'm seeing
0: head. this old woman <laughs> in the black veil. <laughs> you dun, gotta dun, lose dun, yourself dun, in dun, the music, dun, dun, the dun, dun. moment. you oh, just full on yeah. rapping. Wow. Oh, that, my was, God. that
2: would have been awesome. Eating her mom's spaghetti. Yeah, not getting full. <laughs>
0: Shit. Oh, yeah. The little
1: boy was actually eating spaghetti when he came back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Damn. That's Oh, yeah. He was hungry. Yeah. What, what do you think of the ending, Laura, not Eminem, and her dancing?
0: <laughs> yeah. This is really interesting because I don't remember. Obviously, when I first saw this movie, I don't think the sequel. I mean, I saw it pretty much right when it came out. So I don't believe the sequel was there. But for me, I think the second time I dug it, I think knowing that there is a part two. And that's what I feel like. I feel like. I don't even want to call this insidious one and sequel to me. It's like, this is part one and then part two. Hmm. Like they literally had to cut the movie in half because it, this this story is so long and there wasn't enough time to tell it. And so, It worked for me. I wish I can remember how I felt the first time I watched it. I do not remember this ending at all. Um, Yeah. So I I was super into it. And boy, did it make me want to just jump in and see Insidious 2 right away. Oh, totally.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, this is the first time for me watching. um, Like, I I wish I would have watched this back in the day for the first time, not knowing that there's a sequel. I've never seen the sequel. So I still I didn't want to watch it. Of course, I figure we'll review it one of these days. And I want to be, you know, fresh with that. But yeah. uh, I don't know. I'm kind of like the opposite. Like if this would have been just a one shot movie and it ended like that, I would have pissed. I, no, 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 no. I would have loved it because I love mm. when movies end like how you're not expecting them to end.
0: You oh, know not I mean? me. I'd be pissed.
1: Whether it, it's host <laughs> host has the same exact ending where it's like the demon jumps out and then you cut like I don't know what happens. But I love that ballsiness of not giving you the cookie cutter they win. They defeat the demon. I love that of this, you know. Um yeah. knowing that there's a sequel and knowing kind of like probably you both have seen it and the way you're explaining it is like, you know, they figure it out. Um kind of makes it less impactful for me, you know? So I don't, I don't know, but I do like the twist of it knowing that like she got into to him and his his soul or whatever you want to call it and then the the, with the picture and the fact that, like, you know, the old lady, like, jumps at the camera, you know, which is super creepy. Um, and like you said, Greg, Rose Byrne's reaction – She Rose Byrne's, like, good in this movie, you know. I mm-hmm. – I, like you said, Laura, I like her more in comedies. Yeah. But I have to say, like, that turn when she turns at the very end and she's kind of, like, does that breath of, like <gasps> – like that was like, that was good. That was a good acting job. Yeah. I liked that. Um, yeah.
2: so I, I I liked it. I did like the ending, the ballsiness to do it. And it also, it also made sense. Can you imagine if he were just possessed by one of those random ghosts from the, the further, like the, one of the family <laughs> members or just <laughs> the, looking, fucking, the boy,
1: the Mary Poppins kid. He's just like, like, it would be so
2: stupid and cheap and (laughs) contrived. But the fact that this was the ghost that has been haunting him his his entire life, it pays off. It makes sense. You got to love it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. uh, I mean, I
1: mean, lastly, before we get into Rotten Tomatoes, I know Laura's been mentioning, you know, conjuring and sinister through this whole thing. I mean, I kind of was wondering, like, would you, what do you guys rank those? What do you oh, rank Insidious? That's what I want to
0: know so bad. I want to know you, what you guys rank them <laughs> so bad. Insidious,
1: Conjuring, and Sinister. You know, what would you rank those? One, two, three. Uh, you want me to go first, Greg? You're pondering yeah. over there? Yeah, yeah. For me, easily, Conjuring has to be one. It's, it's one of my favorite horror movies. It's honestly the horror movie I've said before that got me back into, like, enjoying this because it's just so well done minus the dad in that movie he's just kind of a, a little thump on the log or whatever you call it um so he's easily one conjuring between insidious and sinister i gotta say sinister too the whole like eight millimeter film is still one of the most fucked up things i've ever seen in a movie before that's super fucked up uh then I got to say three would be insidious. Like I said, there's parts in this movie where I'm just laughing and I'm not supposed to be laughing, which means it's not working correctly.
2: So I would say that. Uh, what do you think, Greg? I'll flip the last two. Conjuring, mm-hmm. of course, it's more fleshed out. You love the characters more. And they were – I mean he was very creative with that That first one. Um, and I think the universe, obviously, or if you want to call it a universe, is – much more interesting mm, yeah. uh but then i i'm gonna say insidious because i don't know i i agree that the eight millimeter uh mechanic in in sinister was good but I don't know. There was something that I, I really didn't like about that movie. I liked. I didn't like how it made me feel really like shit toward the end more than this one. Hmm. This one, I still feel a little bit of hope because, you know, you don't know what could happen. You don't know if he's going to be able to pull his possession back or what have you. But just the way it made me feel, um, I'm, I'm going to say insidious than, than sinister.
0: Wow. Uh, what do you think, Laura? God... You guys, I've been thinking about this so much, but <laughs> I, I, so you don't even know so much, but I, I line up with Rob. I mean, for me, Conjuring is first, which, but you know, this came up first yeah. and I almost compared it to like, <laughs> you know, we scream and I know what you did last summer, right? Like yes. scream came uh-huh. out first. Yes. And I know what you did last summer came out second, but we know that they They Mm. wrote, I know you did last summer first. So for me, it's almost like I can tell this was written before The Conjuring. And it did come out before The Conjuring. But so many similarities. Um, I think by The Conjuring, he really, like, knew what the fuck. Yeah, do like exactly just knew yes. it was yes, gonna right, be sure. such an amazing story so conjuring's first for sure
1: yeah i was gonna say insidious is like his first draft of conjuring and yes. then he writes conjuring there like exactly. flushes out all the characters mm-hmm. all the jump scares everything feels good i just wish he would have cast uh ethan hawk in the dad's role in conjuring then we would have almost a perfect movie you know? oh my
0: god <laughs> i don't know no right. uh yeah and okay i think sinister is scarier than insidious like the more i think about it insidious scared me for sure but i think sinister scares me more so i'm gonna have to put it in the number two spot because i think it's scarier and it got me more but if you asked me if i had to watch one for the rest of my life i -hmm. would say insidious because i don't want to watch sinister anymore ever Mm
1: -hmm. yeah that's true like
0: you said greg makes you feel like shit yeah. Uh, let's uh,
1: let's get to Rotten Tomatoes real quickly. We're kind of going a little bit low, uh, a little bit long on time here. So Rotten Tomatoes real quickly. I was kind of surprised. Uh, critics score 66 percent. So, you know, better than 50, yeah. I guess, which which I, I always see as like not great. But you guys keep telling me every week we've been doing this for so long. I don't know why I'm not used to it yet of like, that's pretty good for a horror movie.
0: Yeah. Yes. Right. Critics tend to not like they're not kind to horror movies. So That's, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, audience score 62. So actually a little bit less than, than critics. Um right. Like I said, I went through a lot of them and, and it seems like a lot of people really dug the first, you know, half of this movie with the demon stuff. Once I got to that astral stuff towards the end, a lot of people just didn't like it. uh um, wow. For one way or another. That's a lot crazy. of people just shouted out that this movie is literally a rip off of Poltergeist. You know, and a lot of people were like, no. like, like, like I've seen it before. Like, go watch Poltergeist. Um, but I did pull two two uh, reviews real quickly. Uh, I pulled one positive critics review. Uh, this was from David Brown, Empire Magazine. Uh, he says, for all its creaky old dark house cliches, Insidious is a fun ghost train ride full of terrifying moments. But once it's over, it's forgotten. Three out of five stars. Ooh. So that's kind of interesting. You know, the, he pointed out the cliches in this movie. They do a lot of things we've seen before and just it's kind of forgettable maybe at the end. Mm. I don't know. What do you think about that, Laura?
0: Yeah, it's hard. I I did. I did remember a lot. Like I remembered the red face demon. I'm just not going to call him lip- lipstick anymore. This is <laughs> stupid. But yeah, I did kind of forget quite a bit for a movie that quote unquote scared me. Mm-hmm. So in a 10 year span, I, I forgot quite a bit of it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what that says. I mean, it's also been 10 years. That's mm-hmm. a long time. So I don't know. True,
1: it's true. It's true. It's hard to say. Yeah. Uh Negative. I have a negative audience uh, review real fast. This is a, uh, you know, Trey W. in 2015 uh, says insidious is effectively scary without the gore. But other than it's just but other than that, it's just a bunch of horror cliches. It's a ripoff of Poltergeist, The Exorcist, A Nightmare on Elm Street and a generic devil guy. And also Shudder, they shouted out and they give it a two out of five. So yeah, a lot of people that didn't like this movie are really just saying that it's super you know cliches. It's just taking what, things what from are, all-
2: like name three cliches in this movie. Yeah. Well, I didn't write this review, so I can't really. Spell no, I mean that like, do you, well, I know that, but I mean like, I can't. Every horror movie has common elements, but yeah did mm-hmm. this movie wear them out in a in a hackneyed way I, just, I i mean from
1: from my memory of poltergeist, it is very similar to poltergeist and poltergeist I is, is hmm. you know but poltergeist is also very similar to the exorcist, so it's like you can just keep going back and back and back as long as you want and everything is kind of like similar to something else I'm just Ultra you know what...
0: is such trash so it's really hard for me to compare anything to that really shit movie wow. oh my god I haven't it's seen Poltergeist in trash. a
1: long time I feel like we need to review well, that then, then soon
0: we need to pick it soon because yeah. I can't wait to hear what you think on your rewatch
1: interesting okay alright alright uh, let's see what our ratings are of this movie then let's do one to five let's do the obvious how many gas masks how many gas masks <laughs> you've given this? movie obviously Greg, obviously <laughs> greg's already wearing one so he already has a one star i think already uh what, what do you think laura one to five how many ga- gas masks
0: i'm giving it four four gas masks
1: four wow i like
0: it a lot yeah i i liked it more than i thought i did mm-hmm. um i can't give it higher than that because you know i got to compare it to conjuring and <laughs> it's got to be lower than that you know how i roll you were you like four point
1: you were probably 4.5 i'm guessing yeah Right. I knew you weren't perfect five. Uh, You you hold those very, very close to your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow. Interesting. Okay, What about you,
2: Greg? How many gas masks you give in this movie? (laughs) Uh, I wanted to give it a lot. I think there's a lot of potential. I disagree with the the cliche. Painting this movie is very cliche. I think almost the opposite. If I were to describe this movie in two words, I would say effective yes and i think it's creative like that whole astral plane idea mm-hmm. the way that they fleshed it out and and turned it into like a semi-haunting um slash possession movie in, in its own way i thought it was very creative i liked of course you know one of those uh, uh reviewers mentioned it's not gory so that's it's hard mm-hmm. to make a movie scary and not gory. So that's great. Solid story, great acting. So, um, I think that, um, it, it has really high potential. But the one thing I really just didn't like, and you guys already touched upon it, is, is Lipstick Guy. I think that was, the, that was the wrong decision to show him and reveal him the way that they did. It was so effective early on with like the shadow, like you talked about Rob and the drawing and him kind of being this like figure you couldn't put your finger, you know, you couldn't place. But the moment that you see him, he's kind of like, you know, he's walking on around on these hooves. Then when you encounter him, he just starts punching you. You know, (laughs) he loses, you lose and diffuse everything scary about him in those moments. So that was such a bad decision. I think to finish off a movie that way, not good, not good. So I'm, I'll give it 3.75 gas wow. masks. So okay. three gas masks and then, you know, maybe just the, uh, the little goggles part and the, the hose or something like that. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, <Yeah>. all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, for
1: me, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's super effective for points. I, I'm super unnerved at points. But then I'm laughing when I'm not supposed to be laughing. And, I mean, I, I, I love James Wan. I think directing-wise, this is a great – directing movie i think writing wise it's not fully fleshed out i actually like the astral stuff in this movie because it's just some i was not expecting it i was like holy shit this is pretty fucking cool um you know and i don't want to make the astral army angry so i love it um but uh (laughs) (laughs) but for me like i just i just don't think this movie works as a whole for me so i'm probably gonna go man i'm probably gonna say like 2.5 like i didn't what? like i honestly didn't it's an like average movie to you i didn't really like dig Don't it astral an astral, Don't I, be an did. astral. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like dig it dig it like it makes me want to watch the second one just cuz i want to know what happens but yeah, like like we talked about Conjuring fucking Sinister like this just kind of didn't do it for me, you know. i would say 2.5, you know. Rob, right, Rob, go go, go tiptoe through some tulips, okay.
0: If you if you have to mm-hmm. tiptoe through your own house and turn on all the lights, this deserves more than a 2.5. So, yeah.
1: no no 2.5 that's it i'm not i'm not changing i'm not changing that's it you know 2.5 wow. 2.5 yeah sorry sorry you know uh so that's it for this week's review laura's angry she's astro projecting uh to my house right now um she's not even looking <laughs> at the camera right now actually uh <laughs> i'm like
0: looking at your other scores oh you're doing
1: that you're the bothering you're the, you're me the, you're the gatekeeper of the it. scores. So you're, are mm-hmm. wondering where we're at here. All right. Maybe I'm going to get, uh, get called out next week's episode. Uh, uh, so that's it for this week, though. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing 2004's butterfly effects. Uh, this is Ashton Kutcher. Was it Elizabeth Smart? Uh, yeah. man, there's Amy a ton. of Smart. Amy Smart. I'm sorry. Amy Smart. <laughs> I haven't seen her in a long time in a movie. Um, uh, and, and I'm excited for that one. That was actually my mom's conjecture choice pick. My mom said to watch that. It's summertime. She wants to watch something with butterflies. I don't know if she's ever seen the movie, but it's going to be interesting. Um, Yeah, if you want to follow my mom on Twitter, at Rob2Bs28Mom, check her out. She posts pictures of me when I'm younger. Um, And don't forget the rest of our schedule on the month is on Instagram and Twitter at ConjecturingPod. Also remember, please send in more conjecture choice picks. You can send them Twitter Instagram. You can email us at ConjecturingPod at Gmail. Or you can send us a a voicemail on our website, podpage.com slash conjecturingpod. Um, Lastly, you know, if you like... the pod, check out our merch store, uh tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturing pod. And please subscribe, rate, review our podcast wherever you're listening to it on. So that's it from the gold room tonight. Uh Laura looks angry still. This has been the conjecturing. <laughs> 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 I've been Rob
0: <laughs> and Laura. <laughs> oh
1: no, she's here. She's in my she's in my house. And <laughs> Greg. <laughs> Until That's next time. Projection. Until next time, remember, <laughs> or subjective, so conjecture your way. <laughs> See ya.
0: Bye. <laughs>